live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. It is the Ellen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day on SEN Track 91.9 around Gippsland. We are at Yarrigan today for the grand final and on the traditional lands of the Gurnai, Gurnai people with thanks to Warrigal Downtown, Warrigal's best bar and bistro, and Harvey Norman Wonthaggy for all your computer and electrical needs. Rob Goodwin here with you. To my left, as always, Dylan Beaumont. Dill, pretty exciting. Thanks, Goody. Stage is set, rematch of last year. You could not have picked out a better day for footy. It is beautiful out there, and we're going to talk all about it in our pre-game coverage for SJD Law. The pre-game show for SJD Law, for professional legal advice and assistance. Thank you very much to SJD Law for supporting us all the way through this year. Well, Bull and Bullen have been the team to beat all year. Immovable from the top of the ladder. Having only played twice in the past five weeks, safe to say they'll be fresh. But will that also come with a little rust? History has said no with a strong win over Ellenbank in the qualifying final. And Neerham, they've been power scorers this year, flogging all and sundry to finish with a percentage of 247, but dropped some key games to finish fourth. Nonetheless, they find themselves in the grand final, so I guess the end result remains the same. Both sides are, for the most part, at full strength, though, Niram Argadu missing key forward, Tommy Kroll. This could go down to the wire. And Monty, we have a very special guest with us today. Joining us some special comments. We do. Do you want to introduce him with his accolades? Because he's a four-time, is he? Four-time Alf Walton medalist. Two consecutive. For the last two years, Jack Hazendong has won the BNF for the league. Puwong legend, I guess we can call <laughs> him as well. Jack Hazendong, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me on, boys. Happy to be here. Now, we're certainly happy to have you. Happy to have someone doing special comments because it doesn't happen all that often. So you've seen a few of these Ellenbank uh, grand finals over the last few years. Have you ever seen a day as beautiful as this? No, I can't really top it. It's a um, pretty perfect day for football, I would have thought. Slight breeze, but yeah, perfect day. Perfect day. And you know, know these sides very well. You know this ground well. Which side do you think could play this ground better? Oh, um, I'd probably have to say Nearham South, just with their um, their speed and fast ball movement. Um, I think that, yeah, they use the footy well. They like to get it out in space and run and carry. So I'd have to say they'd play it better. But then, of course, um, obviously Bull and Bullen have probably got the fresher legs on the bigger deck in the hot weather. So it's it's anyone's guess who's going to get on top today. Well, Nearham South, the fourth seed. Well, mm. we were talking about this before the game. 1v4, Nearham South probably could have finished second, but they have been the best two We've sides We've kind of been year. talking about it all year. We have. We have <laughs> because we? the stage was set early. With, I can't remember what round it was with the Arrogant game. Uh, as soon as that happened, you know, everyone, and I feel like everyone around the league, Hayes, was saying, oh, is this going to come back to bite yeah. Nearham, or at least the league? Is it going to come back to affect them leading into finals? It did. Not that, you know, again, we're on the biggest day here, and they're here. We, they had to do it the long way around in the end. But we, yeah, we were talking about Nearham South all year, just sort of like, you know, they, they, they're hammering teams, they're sort of doing what they need to do, and then they just drop these little games to, like, yeah. Traff or those two points to Yarrigan, which yep. was completely unlucky, but ended up sitting them at fourth. Very interesting spot leading into this grand final. Well, let's have a look at the last time they played, and the only time this season. The league has teased us with a round one clash, and or the opening clash, the round one game, was a four-point victory to Bullen Bullen, 
And then in the second clash, it was also bull and bull and by 68 points. So they've been 2-0 and this season, but I think that first game doesn't do near them justice. They kicked six goals, 11. They led it at halftime, just trailing at three-quarter time. I think that's the type of clash we'll will be in for today. Yeah, I think so. I was lucky enough to, that was the first game I did with uh, with Wiz. Yes. And that was my first taste of the Elemank League, was watching that grand final rematch, rematch of Bullen and Neerham. And just a fan, fantastic game, fantastic level of quality that uh, I, had, I hadn't yet experienced and we would get to experience through this year. Watching teams like... Hayes' Poowong yes. playing, who performed pretty well throughout the year. We may as well get to it, Hayes. We got you here. How did you see? Uh, give us a little bit of a year in review for, review for the Magpies. Oh, I guess, um, yeah, it was a, a year that was a lot different to most. Um, we had a lot of retirees and um, a lot of other recruits that we had play in the past move on, go back to other clubs. And, yeah, it was just a big change at once. Um, we employed a new coach and... I guess I didn't really know what to expect. I don't really like huge change <laughs> all at once, but, you know, you find a way to make it work. And um, I was actually standing there at tra- one of the first pre-season trainings looking around. And, um, yeah, I was talking to me good mate, Matt Cosio, and I said, geez, it turns around pretty quick. Um, you're the only guy that, that's here at training today that, I, uh, that I've played with, uh, <laughs> sorry, from the very beginning with. And he said, yeah, yeah, we're looking pretty old now, you know. So, yeah, you go from being one of the young the young bucks to um, an old veteran pretty quick. Well, Cosio would know. 250, 300, which game did we yeah, see? 300. The 300 game. Uh, yeah, 200. Oh, 200. 250. Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, yes, as he said, certainly been around a long time. But uh, looking at the year in review, we may as well bring out oh, yeah. the SEN Gippsland <laughs> Ellen Bank Team of the Year. Ellen Bank District, pardon me, Team of the Year because we laboured long and hard over this, collecting names through the season and then had our own teams, came together, put them together. Uh, we think we've come up with a pretty good team. Obviously, there are going to be people that miss out. Yes. And we had some honourable mentions that didn't get published. So we can mention them now. <laughs> to be so fair, there is about 10 of them. There's a lot of them. We wanted the old uh, Sunday extended bench. <laughs> yeah. That's what we wanted, but uh, we, we couldn't get it. So the team is what we have. Uh, do you, look, do you want to read it out from the back line? Uh, how do you want to do this? Get it out to the listeners if they haven't seen it on Facebook. Read, which you can. Yep. Jump on the SEN track uh, Gippsland Facebook page. If you want to see it for yourself, leave a comment if you don't like us or like us or if you want to give yep. us some, give us some uh, big ups. That'd be good. <laughs> if you, or should we roll through the honourable mentions first? Or yeah, roll, actually, yeah, roll through the honourable mentions right. so that they know that they're loved. Well, Tyler Payroli is the first honourable <laughs> mention. I think he's the most noticeable snub looking at all the comments and feedback we've received. Chase Jordan from Lang Lang, Tom Keeley, Lachlan Shaw, Ryan Cunningham, Connor Cunningham, Josh Brown, Bobby McCallum, who is the coach of the side, and Mitch Virtue. They're the honourable mentions. Nine of them, obviously, we weren't going to be able to fit them all on the, the graphic. And then from the back line, we have Jack Blakey, who, although it's probably not his sole position, and we did try to make it position-oriented, he's a bit of a utility, as Jack said to us before the broadcast. Fullback Hardy Kenny, and in the other back pocket, Brandon Allen. And then looking at the half-back line, we've got Jace Butler from Trafalgar, Tommy Robertson from your Poonwong Jack, and Bryce Joyce across the half-back line for Allenbank. Through the centre on the wings, you've got Aidan Ram and Dylan Halen either side. Darren Granger in the middle. His teammate Jed Sarong at the half-forward flank. Trav Stewart from Niora, centre-half forward. And then Hayden Baker, the other half-forward flank. And then the full-forward line, it's all near him south besides the full-forward of Sean Phelan. Lockie Bambridge and Luke Kinder to work in tandem there. And then in the middle, we have Dylan Farrell as the Ruckman. 
our boy Jackie Hazendonk alongside him and Cody Wilson from Nearham South. And finally, on the interchange bench, we've got Yarrigan's own Trav Davis, Mitch Nobelius from Bullen Bullen, Nick Carragy from Nilman Darnham had a superb year, and Ryan Atherton from the Eagles. Captain also next to us, Hazendonk, and coach Bobby McCallum. Really interesting side. Uh, tell us a little bit about Tommy Robertson, you know, your, your teammate who we felt certainly when we watched Peel this year, because the defenders, you know, we can't exactly go by the votes most of the time and go by the, uh, go by the, uh, the BNF count. Generally, we have to just do what we've seen by our own eyes. And when we watched Poo he was obviously a really key part of your defence. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Robertson, Kraken fella, incredible leader and obviously a, a gun footballer. So... He'll always get the main defender most weeks and most of the time he gets the better of them and, you know, creates a lot of our play coming out of the back half. So, yeah, he would have been someone that I definitely thought should make the side. Not that I'm trying to be too biased or whatever, <laughs> but no, I was very happy to see him make the side. And we actually learned about Tommy that he has a, he plays with a hearing aid. Yeah, yeah, he does actually. And he, he does a really good job out there, you know, obviously with that. You know, sometimes he doesn't hear everything when he's out there, mm. but... Um, yeah, he's he's learnt to deal with it really well, and you know we're we're the Helmet Brothers out there, so yeah. no, nah, it's good to have good to have another one of them out there with me. Yeah. Well, it makes it even more impressive. Five cats in the side, mm. three lyrebirds. Also, the coach is a lyrebird, so we'll see all of those in action today. Only one side missing out. I'd say it's a very well-rounded team. You wouldn't want to face it if you're any other. No, it's certainly. I'd be interested. I'd be really interested to see how it goes against our compatriots over in the West Gippsland sure. League. Uh, see how they're team of the season goes. It'll be a fun match to watch and call, certainly. Uh, but uh, give us another look at that, Hayes. Is there anyone out there that, that you feel had a particularly good year that you either enjoyed playing against or uh, someone that you, well, rather hated playing against, whether that was because <laughs> they were lippy or because they were just too damn good? Um, yeah, obviously I didn't enjoy playing against a lot of these guys on the, on the page because, yeah, they're obviously great footballers and they go a long way towards beating us. So, But no, I'd have to say that the two that I've always got a lot of, lot of respect for, and um, they always carve us up every week, is obviously Dylan Farrell in the ruck. And that's, um, that's not saying anything against Connor Cunningham because he gets the better of most ruckmen in the competition, but <laughs> yeah. I've always found it hard as a midfielder to get, get anything going because he's so dominant. And obviously Cody Wilson, just so classy and such a good player. So, Well, it's funny you mentioned the rucks. The rucks were probably the, uh, the thing that we had the most yes. trouble with. Yeah. I mean, we have Nick Carrigan in there, which I think a lot of people may have been a bit surprised about, but... Uh, he was in the best almost every single week for Neil Madanum being the Ruckman. And when we watched Nilma, he was incredibly Phenomenal. important. And so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Connor Cunningham did miss out, although he was for a big chunk of our he deliberation. He was actually in the team. He was the starting Ruckman. Yeah, he was a, a starting bit. Ruckman for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it was the Rucks we had a lot of deliberation about, getting Trav Stewart in there as well, Bobby McCullum. McCallum was in the team at half mm -hmm. at centre half forward for a long time. Uh, we ended up pulling him out just because we uh, think he's a fantastic leader. Uh, but again, there's just too many rucks and too many midfielders as well. There's no right or wrong way to do no. it. It's, it's just such a hard team to pick. And at the end of the day, it's an, it's an opinion. It's a great opinion, but yeah, it's an, it's just your opinion, I guess. Another man who we did mention in front of us, Lockie Barwick from Lang Lang, talking oh, yep. to the, the camera. He's not hard. He's not top. hard to pick up. No, to be honest, he's, he's not. About two heads taller than everybody else in the crowd. <laughs> As is Bobby McCallum. And speaking of the West Gippie League, which you did bring up a moment ago, the grand final over there, handled by Ian Boxy. Brad joins us from New South Wales. Yeah, and Sammy dialing Watson in. As well, over at Kui Rup, about half now, 40 minutes down the Monash, in Block Kongwak against Philip Island. 
of course the 1v2 matchup should be an absolute belter and then across the ground today across the country in the VFL the Werribee Tigers lead the Brisbane Lions reserves by 32 points 71 to 39 and in the AFLW Richmond leading GWS 9 to 7 now I understand there has been a couple of changes for either side Jack do you want to just run us through is there any surprises there I know we had a gruesome injury from one yeah, of the we'll, sides we'll, 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 yeah, touch we'll touch on, on that run us through the changes yeah obviously uh the the big ones for Nearham South are you know, Chris Urie and Ben Fitzpatrick in. They're they're two very key cogs in the in the Nearham side, and um, obviously the unlucky one to go out's uh, Eddie McGilvery, who's played mm. a fair chunk of the season in the seniors. But um, obviously, it wasn't the worst getting dropped as it could as it could have been being dropped out completely. He still gets to still gets to um, get a premiership in the reserves yeah. this year, which is good for him. Um, and then the other outs was uh, Nathan Tutton. Which um which was for Bullen Bullen who was um unlucky to mm. was he break his leg or roll his ankle or something? Oh, like we that? were told that he <laughs> maybe had a little too much on a Sunday night and broke his ankle. Ouch! Uh, which is a pretty rough way to lose the grand to get out mm. of the grand final team. And the uh, and the ins are obviously uh, James Taylor who um will walk in and play his role just fine. He's um well experienced and um I've played a lot of years of footy against yep. him, so he'll be a good in. Who has played in a premiership side before? Five premiership players, four Bullen Bullen, and only six players who didn't play in Nearham South's premiership side last year. Now, Chris Urey, big in, major goal really, kicker. Really interesting for case. What can we expect from him? Because we've only seen him once this year, and I, I think he's only played 10 games much. or something. Yeah. He's, yeah, in and out. What should we expect? Yeah, it's, um, it's a tough one. Um, obviously, Chris is, a, is an incredible player when he's fit. Um, yeah, he's, he's getting on a bit now, so the, um, he's not as durable. The injuries are getting to him, but he, he only needs five minutes to turn a game on its head. So if he can get through the, the game and he's, and he's moving all right, I think he'll go a long way to winning the game for Nearham South today. Yeah, well, you, you sort of wonder the impact of bringing in such an experienced player. Because obviously you want experienced great players yeah. in the side, uh, but if they haven't played with the system for a little while, do you, do you back them to be able to do that? Now, it looks like we are... Going to, I'm not sure if we're going to have some sort of national anthem here. Uh, is that something they usually do? Hey, so they usually play something, or do they just do the announcement and then go? Um, I haven't been in a grand final, but um, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I think it looks that's like, what they might oh, do. Oh, we have something singing, so we'll take we'll take that right now. Beautiful rendition here on your match of the day. SEN track 91.9 around Gippsland as the players make their way out. We still have a little bit of time before the game kicks off. The umpires 
just doing the toss at the moment. Now, we had some scores. The under-16s, the Alabank Eagles, were big winners over the Neerham Cats in their final. Three goals, six to just two behinds. In the under-18s, Neerham South, unfortunately, going down there to Ellenbank. Seven goals, 9-51, plays the Cats 3-6-24. And in the twos that we just witnessed here at beautiful Yarragon, Neerham South winning that one. They had teams here across the board. They end up easily beating Lang Lang in the final. 10 goals, 11-71 over the Tigers. Three goals, 4-22. Monty. One last question, then we'll get to, to a couple of other things. Still 15 minutes before kickoff. Jack, is it a worrying sign knowing that near them they have grand finalists in all of the, the under-16s, 18s and reserves, along with the seniors as well, not only for their current side but the future upcoming? Yeah, it is. Um, it's definitely something that we sort of look at as a club as well. It's like, how can we be more like these sort of powerhouse clubs? And obviously, Poowong's just a small town, and and obviously they've got um, a lot a lot more uh, estates and that going in up that way, and um, a lot more developments. But they're obviously running a pretty good club, and mm. you know their kids are staying. They're they're coming through and playing senior footy, and most of the players out there are, are near them South Juniors. Same with Bull and Bullen. Yeah. So. Uh, interesting stuff about the dynamics of leagues and teams and when you can get players rising and fall. It's exactly what country footy is all about. We are going to be going around the grounds, as still mentioned, during today. But we have a bit of time, Monty. We may as well touch on a bit of AFL because what happened last night was quite mind-blowing, to be honest. I genuinely thought Melbourne had Carlton. I thought Carlton were done, especially, you know, Gorn took that mark and he didn't miss the goal. He kicked it into the post. But even then, I thought, I thought Melbourne had him. And then didn't happen. Blake Akers nearly missed. He as did, well. didn't he? Oh, that would have been. Oh man, I would have loved that as a pie supporter. Just so he was done a Harry Mackay oh. straight in front, almost hit the post. Who do you follow? Has yeah, it? I'm a Geelong supporter. Um, oh, had, un unfortunately, this year, but no, we've had it. We've had a good run, so I can't complain. Yeah, well, nine seventeen has shot mm. them in the foot again. The Demons seventy one, eleven seven seventy three to the Blues. So nine seventeen this week. And then last week, seven goals, 11 altogether. That's 16 goals and 28 behinds. They're making the most of it. They had more scoring shots last week and this week. But I think that has to be a big... Something to watch in the off-season for the Demons. They've got the forward line. Obviously, mm. Melksham, probably one of their most accurate forwards, not in the side of the remainder of the season. Yeah. But it's something Bailey concerning. Bailey Fritz didn't really... He was, he no. was a little bit off. Cosie Pickett had options. He, he nailed a couple late. Yeah. He nailed at least one late, but uh, had some options early as well. Didn't make the most of those. Well, the teams have started to move their way out to their respective positions. And we're going to have a look and see if we see any matchups nice and early. It looks like Lucky Guy is not going to be starting in the ruck. He is going straight down to full forward, it seems. Speaking of full forward, there is no one currently at full forward for, uh, for right, Bull and Bull. And Reese Campbell... He's jogging around almost near... He's the deepest player, and he's jogging around the chalk of 50. Bob it's McCallum almost, is there. It's almost as if they're playing um, the, this, the fast game, letting the speedsters race back to goal in yeah. Rundale and Baker. Obviously backing in their inside midfielders. We see those uh, near him south doing something similar. Lucky guy, very deep, and nobody else within about 30 metres of him. Well, the ball goes up. Marco Coolis will be starting in the ruck up against Gray. Beautiful bounce to start off our grand final. The umpire lets it play even though it went a bit off. Gray won the tap, but it goes straight to ground. Neeram players dive on each other. Oh, it's spurted out. Gets out to Fuller. 
Fuller gets it, but he's dispossessed, and it goes Bullen's way. Bounces over the head of Baker and goes deep into the forward line. There's Rundell, but well worked out by Johnston. Tries to get it out to the wing, but it's chopped off. He was looking for Clancy, but it goes out of bounds. We'll have our first throw in for today. And our friends, Warrigal Downtowner and Harvey Norman Wontaggy. Yeah, good um, spoil there by Sines. It's a um, high-pressure game to start. Boundary throw in, 50 out from the goal of the Lyrebirds and the Ruck McCallum getting down and dirty, along with some support of his opponents. We'll have another ball up on the chalk of 50. Large crowd in today. I think they were expecting above 10,000, Goody, which isn't surprising when you look at the pack of people in every aspect of the ground. Out of the contest for Bull and Bull and Baker. Center and kick off the ground. Oh, it's home. Reese Campbell. If that's not already uh, Yarrigan goal of the day, uh, <laughs> Yarrigan Hotel goal of the day, I don't know what will. That'll be hard to top. That so. was a half was volley. Half volley out of the air. Full purchase. On the full left. power. Smacked it home <laughs> with the left. Bullen off to a perfect start. That One was... straight six. Near him yet to score. Yeah, that was incredible from uh, Trent Baker, just cutting through and just breaking that contest open and getting it to the hot spot. Well, so. Campbell dived on it, took the opportunity. McCallum just let him go. And in a piece of play that would make both the Socceroos and the Matildas happy to see, Campbell has put foot first points on the board for the Lyrebirds. Gray and Coolis go at it again, but both of them miss it. Wilson cops one to the shoulder, but it seems that Coolis got a bit high in that contest. And Gray's been awarded a free kick. He goes the barrel, just trying to get inside forward 50. Baker finds his way, front position. A little bit of high contact, but he's been given the mark anyway. Goes fast, goes to the goal square, running back with the flight. Is Campbell, is it going to go all the way? No, it's moved to the left. Minus score for the Lyrebirds. They are peppering early. Nearham South just struggling to get the ball out of that defensive 50. Edwards from full back. Congregation of players beyond half-back. And it remained a jar for a moment. Swept up by the feet of Justin Lockett. Hand pass in board. Bone-crunching tackle on Bambridge, who's playing down the field early on. Coolis provided some protection. Picked up by Lockett. Got it forward. On the end of it, Ram. Here he is kicking into the 50. One-on-one, -on -one, a shallow entry. Nice mark in defence by the Lyrebirds. Did well to hold up and down. They can elect to switch it. It's uh, the short little dinky kick for Nobelius. Nobelius back to the wing. A two-on-one the air. Big collision. Fell down to ground. Withstanding a couple in the midfield for the Lyrebirds. Now they launch it forward. Deep in the pocket. Edwards had to keep his feet. Baker sped past him. Got the hand pass out. Near him south. Making their way out of trouble. Sailing kick up to the wing. Dropped mark in the air by, I believe, one of the Bakers. Three of them playing today. And out of bounds she goes. Yeah, it seems uh, it's going to be an issue for Nearham South in the ruck, just with um, Bull and Bullen getting well on top in the clearances early. Oh, beautiful work by Edwards there, running back with the flight and then to get Baker as he tried to run past. Matty Gray again. Matty Gray again with a nice intercept mark on the wing. Sends it forward, looking for McCallum, but it goes past him and now it's a foot race. Baker's in front. Ball comes back, but he can't keep it in. That's gone out of bounds. We'll have a throw in about yeah, 20 to 30 metres out from the Lyrebirds goal. Every time near and try and get it out of there. It's just coming straight back in early on in your grand final on SEN track. 91.9 around Gippsland. Ball gets thrown back in. Coolest with the front position up against McCallum. Wins his own tap. Gets it to Stringer. And now it comes out. 
But it's going back in. Gray with another intercept. He sends it inside forward 50, sitting out the back. Baker, but it goes over him too. Well collected by Lockett. Oh, and now it's gone out of bounds. They just muff it, but still good work there by the Nearham South defence who are under real pressure early. Bullen Bullen setting up really well behind the ball. So five, nearly five minutes into this first quarter and Alex Scott and staff scoreboard. The Lyrebirds 1-1-7, Nearham South are yet to score. We're deep inside Bullen Bullen's 50 again. Coolis paddling it down. McCallum watched on. Baker also entered the scene from the side, but Nearham South interchanging through hands, intercepted, and Bullard Bullard with another shot goal. Edwards on the last line of defence, able to tap it through as Gray, who released it off his boot from about 30 metres out, and it takes Bullard Bullard to 1 2 8. Nearham South yet to score. Yeah, as they bring this one in, Nearham need to just get control of the footy, just sort of slow the game down and get possession because they're getting killed at the contest at the moment. Edwards. Pressure applied by Campbell towards the wing. Drop mark by McCallum. Left it open. He dragged it back in. The umpire gave him some latitude there. We'll have a ball up about 60 out. Well, it is a beautiful day here. Sunny, mid-20s. Significant amount of wind, but it seems to be going mostly across the ground. It is sort of favouring Bullen's pocket, but really it's not really a... I mean, if anything, more maybe a one-goal wind at best. Rundle went to his opponent. And the Cats had access for a moment. They turn it over at centre wing. Batson taking the mark. And also taking a moment to analyse every single option ahead of him. Umpire finally calls for him to play on. So he gets it about 40 metres down the wing. Another mark in the air. This time it's Alexander Johnston for the Cats. Takes the mark. And settle it down for a moment. It's stagnant upfield. We've got one man deep inside oh. the 50. And it's a bit of a worrisome kick. Luckily, Cody Wilson had the ability to take it in his possession towards Muir at half forward, holding free kick the way of the Lyberts against Muir. So we'll be Bullen Bullen's ball. It looks like they could be out on the wing here. No. Two on one in their favour. Baker used his body to great effect. And then the hand pass fed through over to Nobilis. Another wide handball. Baker again hesitant. So he just handballs back. Off to his teammate who launches it into the 50. Cats have the numbers. Rundle's loitering dangerously. Coughed up by Lockett of the Ashley variety. We should have a ball up here inside the 50. And now we do. Jimmy Taylor, the recipient of the free kick in defence there. Back in the side. He's been in and out of the resis this year. Hasn't really played consistently since consistently since 2018. But he's a fantastic player. And... Uh, I'll be happy to have him as we see a free kick inside defensive 50 near him southway to Johnson. Bright orange boots shining in the sun. He looks up. Now, Hayes, you mentioned there's something near him like to do. Certainly you've noticed this year they, they're, big, they're big switches. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they're, they've got great skills. And if you're setting up uh, well behind the footy, that, that long kick behind the footy, they always pick it off and go short, look to switch look to get that running game going, but at the moment they're struggling with just Bull and Bullen's pressure being so manic at the moment. Yeah, you wonder if they're just going away from their game plan or if the crosswind is affecting the decision to switch. Nevertheless, the ball comes out, well won at ground level by Trent Baker for Bullen. He gets it to his brother. Now they go inside, forward 50 again, looking for Gray! Can he hold on? No, he can't. Goes through his hands. Baker at the bottom, paddling it towards the boundary line, but he's hemmed in by Bain. And that has gone out of bounds. Great work again from 
football and midfielders and Gray just coming out of the goal square like a steam train there. <laughs> it seems Charles has got the job on Hayden Baker today. That'll be a good, good matchup to watch. Well, Charles is the man that shut down Sean Phil oh. last week. Walk. So he should, he has the pedigree. Let's see if he can back it up again. Ball going through many different hands inside forward 50 for Bullen. Big contested ball. Umpire just letting it play. A little bit of a scuffle, it seems, oh, here. Getting a bit heated now. Who else other than Baker? Trent Baker. Neerham haven't given up three goals in the opening quarter since round 12. Besides Which, one other time against Lang Lang. I, I think, uh, oh no, that was, no, the round 12 game was the uh, was the Bullen game yes, that they lost. The, other, the other game was against Lang Lang. The they came games, back yeah. from behind to win it. Another ball up. Thanks to our friends at Warrigal Downtown and Harvey Norman, one faggy for all your computer and electrical needs. Dill, you got any computer or electrical needs this week? You asked me this last week and I didn't. You I don't? didn't think of anything. How, depends how my Mac's running, <laughs> not at the moment. <laughs> Lucky guy wins it out of the ruck. And now near him seem to have a bit of space, but the defence from Bullen are all over it. Oh, well done. Won very well, but they haven't managed to hold on. it. Instead, it falls to Jack Blakey, who's got a bit of space. He takes a bounce, sends it inside forward. 50 is a one-on-one, -on -one, but it's gone over everybody's head. Banbridge is leading the chase towards the boundary line. Has he kept it in? The Bullen defenders think so. The umpire didn't blow his whistle. And the Liebirds will bounce back now after everyone thought it would go out of bounds. Oh, oh Daniel Axford. Oh, he's muffed this one horribly, <laughs> but he does recover. Giving it to Wall. Wall tackled. Goes to Gray, up to the wing. Now it's a contested footy. Fighting after it, Justin Lockett. He's tackled by Baker. Gets the handball out to Bain. There it is. Bullen now managed to get it back to Gray. He's having a fantastic quarter so far. Sends it forward, but it's a one-on-one. -on -one. And free the umpire kick. has paid a free kick to Charles against Baker. Baker's not happy. He had a two-on-one anyway. Near him south will get the ball. Good early win for Charles. It'll give me a lot of confidence. Near him south. Conceded 106 points in the last four weeks. Highest score they've conceded was 33. And already conceding eight early. Yet to get on the scoreboard. But it is only early in this first quarter. For Harvey Norman, one thag. That's a wide kick out in the full. Too wide from Charles. He'll come back for the Liebirds. Might have been Rundle chasing after it. Short one. In board for Allen. Team of the year back pockets. Now he takes it more central to Taylor in the side today. Premiership player in the past. That's a booming kick into the leading lanes of the 50. Play on the call. Bounce down the ground. Baker had his arms on it and he still does. Trying to pave the way out of the traffic. Got a little bit of purchase on it. But the Cats abound in numbers. Lockett, one of those. Blakey also another. And Bain was too, but it eluded them out of bounds. Yeah, it just seems Nearham haven't quite been able to settle as uh, quickly as Bull and Bull. And they're known for their great skills, but they just can't quite hit a target at the moment. They just need to get their ball, the ball in their hands and settle the game down. A rematch of last season when Nearham South won the grand final by a solitary point. Up in the air, boundary throw in. Gray missed it. As did Jake Baker down to ground on the paint of the 50. Umpire refraining from blowing the whistle. Now he finally does. Great tackle pressure from both sides at the contest, isn't it? Certainly keeping the ball in the contest. Not a lot of outside run so far this game. Wall pushed off it well by Blakey. Sends it up to the wing. Not a great kick. A bit of a worm burner. Went through the hands of Lockett and falls into Lockie Axford's hands. But then it goes past. Oh. Goes back to Lockett. He muffed it up. And now he's got it back. No, he hasn't. The pocket is picked. Sending it forward is Symes. Looking for McCallum, but it lands at his feet. 
beautiful. Is that a mark? Is that a, is the umpire going to pay that a mark? What well on Ben Fitzpatrick. Also back in the side. Come from uh, Corumbina. I like to see Corumbina. <laughs> 11 games last year, five this year, but very happy to be in the Premiership side. As it looks like the Liebirds are going to go inside forward 50 again. Oh, just looking here. It looks like there's a bit yep. of a scrap going Ooh, on behind Baker and play. Clancy. They both love it, so that's interesting. Well, Baker free kick the free goes kick, against yeah. Clancy there. It's interesting they didn't pay a downfield to McCallum instead just giving a free kick to Baker. I'm sure McCallum would have loved to hear that, but Baker goes nice and fast. Sends it inside forward 50. Not a great kick taken by the wind. Oh, well done. Blakey oh. tripped up as he ran. The umpire said play on, and he sends it up to the goal uh, centre square, pardon me. Lock it underneath it. Well done, Muir. Picks it up, and now Neerham have some space. Gets it to Fuller. Fuller takes a bounce. He runs inside forward 50. He's being chased. Does he get the ball on the foot? It's bouncing towards goal. Is it going to get oh. there? No, it's not. Picked up. Chaos ball, but it's gone. Ew, for behind, a behind. Yeah. Bambridge. Bambridge just throwing a boot at it against two different defenders. Couldn't quite see who gave that chase down on Fuller, but yeah, that was that was a great chase down because he's no he's pretty quick, that kid. Certainly is. I think it might have been Dylan Can. That had made sense. Here he is getting the ball now, Can. Long time player for Nilma Darnham. Bunyip last year, now at Bullen. Just kicks it to Axford, but it goes through hands. Here look like they're gonna get the ball again. Lockett, Ashley, tackled in the centre square and we'll have another ball up. Thanks you can see when Neerham can get the footy out and they move freely, they can score quickly, but it's just not quite coming together for them at the moment. Ball up near the centre circle, oh, big rise in God. the air by Kai, and it leaks out to Baker, who makes his way through some traffic on the oh. left. Bit of a precarious kick and left it open, Rundell had to spin through one defender, and then again through the middle, got the hand pass off to Pierre Humbert, he turned it over on the other end. Kinder, short dinky one for Muir. And Muir's 55 out from goal. He's got a teammate deep in the square. Bambridge leading towards the pocket. He goes in between those options towards the pockets. Snap towards goal, marked. Last line of defence for the Liebirds. They're out here. We've got Gray on the end of the chain. I believe it's Baker who indulges in one bounce, running across the arc of 50 in the back half. Gray. Happy to concede some ground. And pass over the top. Colts further down the wing to a one-on-one. -on -one, nearly trapped by Charles. And he's got some reinforcements now. Johnston had to bend down a long way to pick it up. And then he was stripped. Hand pass towards Dawling. Intervening. Wall still tracking it down. Charles able to get back. Hand passing again to a dangerous spot. And then another hand pass inside for the Liebirds. It's all a little bit uncertain here. In the 50, should have a ball up, and we do about 30 out from the Liebirds goal. Miscommunication there, Hazy. Yeah, a little bit of that. Uh, near him south pressure was just incredible there. Um, Bull and Bullen just couldn't get a, a second to get a handball away cleanly. Coolis held back in the ruck. McCallum took it out of the ruck himself and kicked their seconds. There you go. The big boys are doing it today, aren't they? That's Bobby. where Nearham south need to uh, sort of be aware of it and lock that down because they're doing the job. 2-2-14 to one behind. The Liebirds off to a, an absolute blitz here in the first quarter, Goody. Well, you've seen a few of those this year, haven't you, Hazy, in the way of... Uh, that's a classic Tommy Hawkins move. Yeah. The old take it out of the ruck and, uh, and just push the opponent out of the way, throw it on the boot and just use your natural talent to get it towards goal. Yeah, that's the danger of uh, Bob McCallum, isn't it? 2-2-14. The Liebirds now play near South, just solitary behind on the Alex Scott and staff scoreboard. 
As the ball goes up, Gray wins the tap over Coolis. Gets standard over to his Symes. Gives the handball away. Well worked out of it, Axford. Ball goes into the hands of a Niram player, but he's tackled and we'll have another ball up just inside the centre square. Now it looks like we've got a different Niram player playing out of the goal square. I can't quite see who that is, but they've changed up their forward structure a little. They've tried to isolate Isaac Fuller down there. He's been bobbing up for a few goals of late. Well done, Wilson getting that clearance. He's looking for Lockett, but he got a horrible bounce. That's going to go the way of Dylan Can. Sends it into the middle of the ground. Looking for Trent Baker. He can't hold on. Symes works it out. Oh, Good tackle from tackle. Symes. The umpire says holding the ball. And the chunky inside midfielder, Jack Symes, has won himself a free kick. He's been big early. Good kick inside. Finds Sammy Batson. Taken out as he marked it. Tyson Morrow just making sure he knew exactly who was bearing down on him. But now we'll have a kick from directly in the centre of the field. Sends it long inside forward 50. McCallum has a bit of a run and jump. Gray's also there, but a good fist from Edwards. Gets it all the way out of 50. Falls to Cooper Clancy. He dis he's dispossessed. Get it out of there. Follows up with a great tackle, Clancy. Uh, the umpire says, give it to me. I'm going to send it skyward. About 20 metres directly out of forward 50. No, it's a free kick. Nearham's. Free mm. kick uh, to yep. Clancy. Might have been a high fend-off, I thought I was seeing. Well, Baker does love to give away the odd uh, free kick, doesn't he, Dill? We've noticed <laughs> watching Bullen this year. Ball goes through hands for Nearham. Another skill error. It's going to be turned over in the middle of the field. Now it comes to Wall for Bullen Bullen. Goes forward, looking for McCallum, but it's falling in between him and a bunch of other players. Here's Baker. Charles lets him off the leash a little bit. Baker goes from 50. It's going towards goal. It's bouncing. Oh, oh. look at the post. Jeez, wouldn't that have been something? Yeah, Bull and Bourne are looking real classy, fresh legs. They're just prepared to run and carry and take the game on, aren't they? Monty, I think that was about the most space Charles has given Baker at any point today, yep. and he almost made him pay for it. I don't think he'll do it again, that's for sure. Johnston roaming free from fullback. To a one-on-one -on -one in the air. Guy who's just come off the interchange. Axford had to make it work at ground level and did. Nudged one to the top of the 50. Nice mark, Hayden Baker. Trent Baker, rather. Just to make note of uh, young Axford, in, um, in a grand final, the pressure can get to young kids, but geez, he's looking really composed and he's prepared to take the game on and great target that he hit there in Trent. So Trent Baker, I've already kicked two goals here, ball and born in the opening quarter. Been here since 2017, over 350 games. <laughs> All that experience injected into that kick. They have three. The Lyrebirds are on fire. Well, could that be a contender for Yergin Hotel goal of the day? I think it might have been a little bit more of an accident as that scrambled kick, but geez, it carried the journey, didn't it? That was one of the uglier torps I've ever seen. I don't think it actually span. <laughs> I think it looked like a torp flying through the air, but it didn't actually spin. Very strange kick, but it did the job. Is the, the wind favouring... Bull and Bullen's side? Uh, oh, ever so slightly. It is going that direction, but more across than it is actually directional. So, oh, look, as I said, I think it's one, maybe a two-goal wind, but yeah. that's at the absolute most. It makes sense that all of their goals have been kicked from this side. So. Well, the viewers can't see that, but the, the close side towards us where the wind's pushing the other right way. At, right of your radio dial. Yeah, spot on. Well, working it out now, Arne Neerham. Good little handball gets it to Ram. And now they move forward another... Dodgy kick going into the hands of Muir. Comes back to Ram. And he sends it up to forward 50. Coming, big fly going through hands. It's at forward 50, Fort Neerham. Yuri. Gets to Yuri. Yuri sends it forward. It's a two on one, and Matty Gray just 
hanging out the back. Well done. Oh, that's not a great kick to his teammate, Axford. Put him under a bit of pressure. Chase him down, his lucky guy. Axford sends it to the boundary line. Is that going to bounce out? No, that's managed to stay in as it heads. Oh, oh big hit from Reese Campbell up the field. What's Johnston doing? Johnston, oh, well, he's probably following Campbell yeah. all the way up there. Yeah, a bit, silly, a bit silly from Campbell. He could have easily given the free kick away. It looks like they haven't paid it, though. No, they haven't. And Johnston is, uh, is actually saying, where was my free kick? Fair enough. Yeah, but no, the umpire's going to be throwing it, throwing it up. Right across the boundary line. Okay, Gray and Corliss. Ball comes to ground. Well done, Wilson. There you go. Sends it inside, forward 50. He's looking for Morrow, but he's oh. gone over his head. Gets a leg break. Morrow runs past, gets it back. He's tackled as he had it. He's looking for Clancy, but he misses. And now Bullen managed to get out. They've got space up on the wing. Comes to Can. Dylan Can on the wing. Beautiful handball. Now they go. A bounce. Go inside, forward 50, son. Move it quick. Oh, just over the head of Rundle. But Nero managed to collect. Well done, Muir hanging out the back. And he steadies by getting it to Stringer. Stringer just relieving some hardcore pressure here from the Liebirds. Bain with ball in hand. Centre wing opposite to the broadcast side here at Downton Park. Liebirds have lit up Downton Park here early. Punched away from Yuri out of bounds. Yeah, as we've seen early, once again, Bull and Bullen are setting up really well behind the footy. And um, now we're noticing that they're starting to, every time the ball's coming into their forward 50, they're mopping it up and coming straight out the other side where the space is. Expert comments today from the one and only Jack Hasendonk, the coveted midfielder from Puong. Wybirds out of the ruck receiving a free kick. Now, Hayes, we haven't seen much of Chris Yuri. What's your experience of him as a player? Oh, hold on for a moment. Goody, oh. I thought they were about to head forward here. Made a bit of a meal of it. But they're able to retain possession. Run from behind. Bambridge oh. holding the ball. Oh, that was silly by Baker. Yeah, he got a bit carried away there, didn't he? Back to Yuri. Back to Yuri. Yeah, when I first came to the league, he was probably the best midfielder in the competition. Um, decided to go forward as of late, just with the body and the age and that sort of thing. But as I said, he can win a game off his own boot within five minutes. So, yep. very classy player. Bain gets it forward, but Bullen Bullen standing tall again. Pierre Humbert. Wired for Can, who's been owning this wing here in the first quarter. Takes it to Coz. Couldn't quite hold on to the mark, and now Stringer's hampering him out of bounds. Not long to play left in this first quarter. Into time on. 3-3-21, one behind on the Alex Scotland staff scoreboard. And all year we've been doing it for the Warrigal Downtowner, or because of the Warrigal Downtowner. And Harvey Norman won Thaggy for your computer and electrical needs. Coolis and McCallum. McCallum wins the tap. Nobilius was over it, but he was held by Wilson. Nevertheless, Neerham get it out through Bain. Can't hit a target, though, Bain. Kicked it over Yuri's head. And now Bullen can go forward again. Send it up to the wing, but that's a shocking kick. Falling straight into the hands of Dean Stringer. He's very good at cutting those ones off. Always picks off just the rush kicks forward. Stringer... Sends it up into the goal square. Goes to a one-on-one. -on -one. Ram was underneath it. Oh, good fist. Comes to Wilson. Now Wilson sends it into a one-on-one. -on -one looking for Fuller. But the ball in defence get back again. Fuller fighting for it at ground level. Well done. Holding it up. That's outstanding work. Looked like Dylan Can was all over it. And Fuller managed to hold it in. And they got themselves a ball up inside forward 50. Is that an issue, Hazy? The way their numbers have been swarming back to Liebirds. Near and South haven't really kept up with them. It's their forward half. 
Yeah, it's um, it's different from near and south. Like obviously they're sitting um, a lot of players behind the footy, but um, usually near them will pick you off just with the short skills and just draw you out. Then go long over the top, breaking the lines there. But they're just playing into Bull and Bullen's hands, kicking long into into their numbers. Yeah. Ball cleared by the Liebirds. Axford couldn't hold on. That was Daniel Axford. As all the Axfords played a bunch of juniors with Warrigal uh, in Warrigal, sorry, with uh, Warrenor. But they've been at Bullen since about 2016 and become staples of the Liebirds side. Really interesting contest on that wing, Hazy. Certainly with the play being mostly over that side because of the wing. Ram v Cam. Yeah, I did <laughs> think about that one before the game started. I would have liked to see it. And, yeah, once again, Can obviously a notable omission from the uh, team of the year, which um, I thought he probably could have squeezed in. That's going to be a, a good battle all day, I reckon, out there. Can probably getting the better at the moment. Well, here is Ram. Gets the ball out. Thrown to him. The umpire says... No, the umpire is going to bring it back. Ram was completely out there, but, uh, yeah, ball tossed just with the solitary hand. That's not how we do it in this sport. <laughs> it's more for the old rugby players. As the Liebirds are going to get a free kick. Surely the siren about to sound. They go inside Ford 50 again, over the head of Gray. Didn't call it. Lock it now. Four near him. Can they steady? Ram gives a dodgy handball, but it's all Bullen players as it goes inside Ford 50 once again. And here they are. Gets the Symes, steps inside. Oh, he can't get it, Campbell. He oh. wanted it, Campbell. He could have given, put it on the boot earlier and got the ball off before the siren, but he decided to step inside and he's run out of time. But it doesn't matter because Bullen are in command in this first quarter, 3-3-21 to one behind. Your first quarter of the Ellen Banker District Football Netball League Grand Final. We'll be back after this. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. One quarter down and the one seed hold a 20-point lead. Bullen Bullen 3-3-21 to Nearham South. One behind. Goals through Reese Campbell, Bobby McCallum and Trip Baker launching one from outside 50. They're on top of the Liebirds, Hazy. They are. We spoke about it in the break. Usually Nearham South look a lot different to what they do now. Yeah, can only speak for experience on that one. Uh, Nearham South like to control the game, like to control the speed of the play and... Um, They'll never ever usually just rush kick the ball down the line. They'll give a handball back and they'll um, look to switch. They'll kick short. You know, they'll draw the, the loose man up. But today they sort of just aren't doing that. They're just playing mm. in the bull and bullen's hands too much. If you just joined us, Poo Wong's Jack Hazendong for comments today, special comments, and Goody alongside me as usual. How have you seen the first quarter? Pretty much exactly as Hazy said it. Nearham haven't been switching anywhere near as much. They've been bombing it a lot to contests on the wing. And Matty Gray has just been eating it up. You know, he's been letting Bobby just stay forward for the most part. He's done the majority of the rucking, certainly all the rucking outside of forward 50. And every time near him, just chuck it up to the wing. Gray isn't even... I mean, I don't know where Coolis is around the grounds, but he's not really marking up on Gray. And Mark's just mm -hmm. take, uh, Gray's just taking these nice little, nice little intercept marks on the wing. I think he's probably about three or four. Yeah, and I think um, Coolis, I think he got injured um, midway through the year and probably missed four or five games before he came back late. So he's probably a bit underdone in this weather and on a, on a bigger ground. 
All right, fans cascading off Downton Park after the huddle, the first or the quarter time huddle. 20 point lead, siren about to sound for the commencement of the second quarter. Lucky guy starting on the wing. Yeah, and Jack Blake, he's been superb, I think, for the Cats as well. Off in the back half, not necessarily the back pocket, but he has. He started the flow of fast breaks early on in that first quarter. Couldn't quite capitalise the Cats. He's trying to create something, isn't he? Mm, he is. Yeah. One behind to their name. And luckily, Bullen kicked three behinds as well. Six scoring shots to one. And it looks like the wind has died down a little. There's the sign. For the beginning of the second quarter. Here we go. Gray to do battle with Coolis up in the air. It heads the Cats way. Wilson stripped of it. And then possession taken by the Cats, lofting a high one into the 50, bouncing ball for Bambridge, who collected possession and then dropped it as Herbal intercepted. Off to Baker, who's running across the boundary line. In fact, it was Axford. A yeah, cheeky, cheeky one from Trent Baker there at that centre <laughs> bounce, playing off Cody Wilson and, yeah, decked him at the contest <laughs> just to get him out of it. Uh, typical Trent, hey? Almost like a <laughs> 1989 grand final oh, stuff yeah. back in the day. Not that dirty. Not nah, that, no. <laughs> you're not running from full forward. <laughs> Gray out of the ruck himself. Not a lot of purchase on the kick. Into the centre, a vacant centre square that now becomes flooded with plenty of plays from either side. No Beerlius attached to his opponent, as was Sean Beecroft, who's a Premiership player. One of five today for Bullen Bullen, but he did win that at Niora. And then four other players for Bullen Bullen from that 2014 side. Coolest double-handed paddle down towards the top of the 50, wrapped up in there. Gray can't really wriggle free. Somehow he managed to escape with a hand pass. Axford got the kick out to the wing. Possession taken by Baker. It's... In fact, it might have been, yeah, no, Jake Baker it was. He gives it off to Axford, who's running towards the 50, entering inside now, spoilt away by the Cats. Wilson does well to clean it up at his laces and then drills one forward. They're about 65 out from goal and edging closer. Bambridge on the end of it, his first real good look of it. That's the play from Nirem that we want to see. Um, perfect forward entry for Bullen Bullen, kicking to the fat side. Didn't quite come off, and then we see Niram do Niram things, um, coasting him in Bambridge's hands. He's a really good kick. He's a wonderful kick. We found that out this year and last week as well. Yeah, we found out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've torn up three sides on their quest for a premiership in back-to-back -back years. Lockie Bambridge, 63 goals last season, 38 in 16 games this year. It's a long kick. All the way home. There's the Cats first. Desperately needed. And Lockie Bambridge gets them on the board. 55-metre bomb, wasn't it? Yeah, you can, you can pencil him in every single week. He just doesn't miss his kid. Well, Bambridge, you know, really looking dangerous. He was even dangerous in the first quarter. But one player we haven't really mentioned at all today was the second in our uh, personally dubbed golden boot deal, Luke Kinder. He has been pretty much unsighted today. He was in yep. the initial contest uh, at the beginning of the second quarter, but otherwise not been able to get the ball as Coolis wins the tap out of the middle. Ball goes to ground. Well done, Clancy. And now they work it out through Wilson. Steps around three different players and then sends it inside forward 50. Yeah, it goes go. through Kinder's hands and falls into the hands of Banbridge once again. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is the thing about Nearham South is that we can see, obviously, by their percentage and their high-scoring power... It doesn't take much time for him to just turn it on and, and 
next thing you know, they've kicked five goals. Well, all of the goals have been kicked to that, to that end. I was going to say this one, maybe two goal win that I was talking about apparently turns out to be a three goal win. So <laughs> we'll see what else happens here. Bambridge coming in. He's going to be kicking from about 45, almost directly in front. Wind pushing it slightly to the right. Nice high kick. He's going to let the wind do the work there. It's oh. going and he celebrates. Another goal. Two goals in two minutes to the Cats. And they're right back in this. A couple hot minutes for Bambridge. It'll give him a lot of confidence going through the day. I accidentally already marked it in before he kicked it. So <laughs> I'll take some credit there. Well, Bambridge he came over from Warrigal Industrials in 2021. As we mentioned, came fourth in our golden boot. 52 goals to his name so far this year coming into this match. Yep. Call that 54. Yep. And he's going to be a big part of the day today. 16 in the final series now. Absurd numbers. Back in the centre. Gray got the better of Coolis that time. He's just lifting himself up off the ground now while others battling contest, holding the ball. The ball. And it's the Cats' way towards Cooper Clancy. And Clancy with some haste. Transference towards Bambridge. Always oh, pushed off the footy. No call. Play on. Wilson, Kinder hunting it down. Ooh, Kinder it in. pounces on the back of the Liberty who dragged it in. Clancy over the top. Morrow edging closer and closer. He launches towards oh, go. goal. Three in a row in quick succession for the Cats. Here they come. What a goal by Tyce Morrow. Yeah, he's got a, a huge leg on him, doesn't he? That was nearly from the centre square. That was huge. Uh, yeah, as you can see, obviously, um, Marco Coolis is starting to get a few taps going near him's way. So they're starting to get their tails up a little bit and get the edge in the midfield. Uh, Morrow played a few years for Frankston and Coburg in the VFL. He's certainly got plenty of, plenty of pedigree. He's been at Nearham since 2019 and they're loving him so far. Big goal there and just two points the margin on the Alex Scott and Staff scoreboard as the ball goes skyward once again. Coolis misreads it. McCallum. Sends it forward. But Neerham look like they're in control once again. Ram, tackled off the ball. Fighting with Can. Can wins that one, gets it to Wall. Here's Baker. Steps inside. Sends it inside. Ford 50, is it going to go over the head of the defender? It is. Gray couldn't get to it. It's bounced out of Ford 50. There's Jake Baker. He's tackled. And we'll have a ball up just outside of Bullen's Ford 50 as Jake Pierre Umbert is sitting on the bench and he wants to get on. He's jumping up and down. He's got ants in his pants still. <laughs> Just on that, Hazy, how would you pronounce his name? Because I did find the proper pronunciation. Is it not Pierre Umbert? It's um, <laughs> pronounced Perry Humbert yes. from what, from what I've heard yeah. from him, but I would have thought it was Pierre. I was, I'm was. i pretty sure someone from Bullen told us it was Pierre Umbert. <laughs> oh, well, it looks like we have a mark right up against the boundary line from deep inside forward 50. Hayden Baker will be taking a shot, although a very tough shot. This will be going directly into the wind and up against the boundary line. He goes quick, runs around, sends it to the square. Sure. McCallum flies. Oh. Gray two. Has he taken a mark? Gray. Gray's taken the mark. There were three <laughs> Neerham defenders and Gray flew over all of them to mark. He's going to be taking a very tight shot. The umpire is pulling him all the way around to the pocket. The Neerham defenders can't believe it. Matty Edwards is yelling at his various teammates. Gray doing great things. Indeed, Matty Gray, 21 goals this year, 10 bests through the season. He's going to, is he probably going to go for a snap? Surely he's going to go for a snap. I think, yeah. Oh, no. Now he comes around. No, he centers it. Oh, well done. And sitting completely free, Mitch Nobilius 
No That's one was near him. That's just smart footy from Gray. He's just pushed it across the other side where the wind's probably going to aid the kick rather than make it a hard kick now. So That's hazy very vision. Yeah, very nice. Nabilius comes in. He's going to kick from 30. That is dead straight. The reply from the Lyrebirds. Margin out to eight points. Great team goal from Bullen Bullen. Just noticed um, uh, Cody Wilson starting to have a pretty significant influence for near him south kick in those last three goals. It seems Bullen have chucked uh, Jack Symes to him just at the contest to try and cool him off a bit. Did you have Symes go to you a couple of times this year? Yeah, he did actually, just um, just for a couple of quarters here and there. They, they, don't, they don't tend to run a hard tag, just a, just a cooler, I guess you call it. How much of a mental lift does that give them, do you think, the steadier? Uh, Bullen or Niram? Bullen. Bullen. Yeah, I guess they would have been a bit uh, bit worried after Niram piled on three, so I guess it just swings the momentum back Bullen's way, doesn't it? Four goals, three twenty-seven to three goals, one nineteen on the Alex Scott and Staff scoreboard. Ball back up in the middle of the ground. McCallum, more decisive tap. It was deflected on the way through. Oh, no, Billis was out, but it's a throw, and it'll come back to Bain. And Bain plays on. Sinks the slipper into it towards Bambridge. Dropped the mark in the air. It was well manned there. And he's brought down to ground. It was Allen, I believe, the back pocket. And we'll have a ball up 35 out from Neerham's goal. Bambridge heading back to the square. He's looking dangerous now, isn't he? Yuri also lurking around this ball up. And it's in his direction just through his fingertips. Baker, elusive, handing it off to Axford. Down the wing, Rundle, whose pace hasn't really been as visible today as in previous weeks, but he finally collects a possession. And he can be a, a major influencer onto their success. Towards the 50 now, punched away in the air by Guy. We have a whistle the way of Nearham South, and it will be Guy's free kick, is uh, it? Matty Edwards. Gray was... Gray was uh, push out. Yeah, give him a little tug on the jumper. Oh, Edwards plays on about 10 metres backwards from where his mark was. Big fly, and he was shunted out of it. It was Axford. So he will uh, receive the free kick. He's getting the tunnelling free kick. Yeah, that was, that's one that could have gone either way, but I think that the umpire did pay the correct free kick there. Axford, centre wing, opposite to the broadcast side. Symes itching to come on. Off the interchange bench, and Axford... Able to get past Fuller towards half forward. There's a nest of cats sitting underneath this one and they're able to steer away the danger momentarily. And play on. Nearly mowed down from behind. Sends it back to the exact same position. Fuller was in the vicinity, as was Bambridge, but the mark's taken by Thomas Axford. He'll take a moment as well. Kick to kick. Five in a row. Punched away by Guy, this time towards the boundary line out of bounds. Nine, an eight-point lead for Bullen Bullen, 27-19 on the Alex Scott and Staff scoreboard and it's the Allen Bank District Football Netball League Finals on SEN Track. 91.9 for Warrigal Downtown and Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Harvey Norman as well for all your computer and electrical needs. You can find that in one thaggy. From the boundary throw-in, Clancy had the first bite. High kick to centre-half forward. Bambridge, an accidental Knock on forward to his teammate, Yuri, towards Bambridge now, makes his way further down the ground. Blakey comes across. Bambridge has his opponent wrapped up in a heavy, heavy tackle, Thomas Axford. And we'll have a ball up at half forward. It was funny there. It might not have been Bambridge, but he tacked it with pace. He put his foot out at it, hit the sole of his foot, bounced right into his teammate's hands, 
and they were able to get another forward 50 entry. See if they can build from here, Goody. Well, you make your own luck, don't you? <laughs> Ball comes in. Guy with his customary jump goes through the hands of Blakey. Wilson potentially taken high. Ended up giving the ball to Axford. Oh, Pierre and Bear, pardon me, and he sends it out to the wing. Oh, oh, Baker can't hold on. He's immediately set upon by three different cats. It comes up with Stringer. Oh. And Stringer sends it into the crowd. There's one for a lucky fan. Oh, I was just about to give Stringer a wrap. That was the <laughs> cleanest pickup I've seen for a long time. Well, he yeah, I was it about to say the same. <laughs> yeah. He never puts a foot wrong, usually. Well, he's kicked it straight to the Neerham uh, supporters. So, you know, I would have been loving that. But it will be Jake Payar Humbert. That's it. Pierre Humbert? <laughs> Pierre, Pierre Humbert. <laughs> The man with the fantastic last name. He sends it up to the wing. Not a great kick. The wind just holds it up and it falls straight into the lap of Ash Lockett. 293 games on Play HQ. Just the four best this year, but a consistent player. And he puts it out to space. Backs the speed of Isaac Fuller. But he's nowhere near as fast as Dylan can. Oh, is now he? He's hunted he's down. Sure. Are you sure, Goody? He was hunted down. I sold Fuller up the river there. <laughs> can just was napping and Fuller... Ran down from behind. No, in, the like words of, in the words of Dennis Cometti, he was like a librarian. <laughs> no, I like that from Dylan Can. He's just determined to be first at the footy there. Didn't care who was in his way. Don't give me flashbacks, could you? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Wrong. <laughs> you mentioned in that grand final. As the ball is thrown in, Guy doesn't win the tap. McCallum instead gets it down to the front. Working through hands. What on Clancy? Gets it back to Guy. Now Guy's got space. Sends it inside forward 50. Looking for Bambridge. Bambridge can't hold on, and it's bounced. Has it gone out of bounds? Yes, taken out of bounds. We'll have a throw-in. Thanks to Warrigal Downtown and Harvey Norman won Thaggy deep in the forward 50 yeah. for the Cats. Get some West Gippsland scores for you. In block 3-4-22, Phillip Island yet to score. Guy and McCallum. McCallum now doing the bulk of the ruck work. Nice little tap from McCallum. Headed towards his defensive goal. Working out of it is Fitzpatrick, but Fitzpatrick taking it out of bounds. We'll have another throw-in. Deep inside, forward 50. Nobody in the forward half, really, for Bullen, Hazy. Fine yeah, half. it seems that uh, Bullen have sort of just... not They're not getting their running game going at the moment. They're just happy to go long down the line. So yeah. maybe just um, not as confident as they were after Nearham kicked the first three of the quarter. Well, here's McCallum clearing it out. He's looking for Campbell, but bounced past him. Now they handball it into the middle of the field. Oh, oh beautiful up. work from Coz. He stepped inside. Couldn't get a good handball away. Gets it to Breaker. He's under pressure, but he gets the handball away too. And here comes Batson. Has a chance to take a bounce. Gives a short one to Gray. Gets it on the half volley. Well done, Gray. Pick up oh. from the big man. He's tackled hard. Head slammed into the dirt. But he saw illegal disposal. Well done, Matty Edwards, to get him on that one. But that's a shocking kick from Edwards. Yeah. It's going to come right back in, courtesy of Jake Wall. Brendan Wall, pardon me. Matt Gray, very slow to get up. That's gone through hands. Here comes Baker. Wheels around onto the left. Here's oh. Gray. Now he's out of space. There was no one near him. Edwards let him go. He started running back towards goal because he thought Baker was going to go for it. And Edwards, who's probably still seeing those little cartoon birds flying around, can now line up from goal 30 metres out. Yeah, very unfortunate for Edwards there. He um, did the hard work tackling Matty Gray, and those stiff arms are no easy task to get past. But... Um yeah, he just thought he was down and groggy. He didn't expect him to bounce back up and just ran to the goal line, leaving him open. Well, the big 13 in red. Comes in from 30, and he's pulled that one. Is the wind going to bring it back? Ah. Umpire says, goal! Umpire says, goal! Looks like it had gone over the, over the post, but umpire's caught it. He's got the best seat in the house, and Matty Gray has another one on the board. Yeah, geez, it didn't, didn't look like a goal from here, but I'll take his word for it. Well, I was, wasn't too sold on that, but 
I've got a better view than we do. Yeah, right. I guess uh, Bullen have just been, um, I guess, pretty lucky at the moment. They probably haven't really controlled the game, but they've just scored goals against the grain of play. 14 points now the margin on the Alex Scott and staff scoreboard. 5-3-33 plays near himself. 3-1-19 here at beautiful Yarrigan. As Guy flies but completely misses it. But here comes Clancy working his way out of the contest. Looking for Bain, but beautiful oh. contested mark. Back with the flight, Brandon Allen. Over 300 games on play HQ. That's why he's in the side of the year. And he sends it up to the wing. As he does, two on one in the air. Johnston had 90% of it. No, is clamoring off his back. Forward handball. Missed full up instead. Picked up by Clancy towards half forward. It's carried across out of bounds from the wind. And it'll come back in for the Lyrebirds. And they'll happily move it on forward. In fact, backwards over to Allen. Now, Allen's got some space. So he takes one bounce. He's being pressurized by Bambridge. Had the support he needed. Dangerous kick out of there from his teammate. Dropped the mark so the Lyrebirds can continue to progress down the wing towards Axfords. Coming across. Bowled over was Axford. The Cats able to make amends. That's a bullet. Off to Fitzpatrick into the pocket towards Bambridge. Too hot to handle. Picks it back up. Gave it across to Morrow who's kicked one goal today and he's snap out of bounds. And we'll have a throw in in the forward pocket. Yeah, it's, cats. it's the first time we've seen Bullen look to switch uh, in this second quarter. The wind must be playing a bit bigger of a part than we think. Um, we've seen a few of the balls there that got kick, kicked across and down the line hold up in the wind a bit more. Throw in. McCallum missed it. Luckily, from behind, Pierre Humbert entered the pitcher and he's brought down the ground. Another ball up to five. So 5-3-33 to 3-1-19. A 14-point margin in favour of Bullen. Bullen have kicked the last two goals. Conceded three before that. Guy with a big rise. Blakey had his name written over it. But he fumbles Ooh. it out of bounds. He's also hit after the play by Axford. And it won't be a free kick. It'll be another boundary throw in. This time no, 40 minutes out. No, they have given hit. a free kick. Oh, Blakey could have gone face first into the fence there if and he didn't fall a little bit short. Yeah. If that, uh, that part of the boundary didn't happen to be a little wider than the rest of the ground. Yeah, so, right call there by the umpire. Luke Kinder, who's played up in Gold Coast. He's played for Trafalgar, Warrigal, Druin. He settled it near him south. Kicked 60 goals last year. Not as many this year, but he's still been a pivotal player for this cat side and that kick won't do him any favours. That's out on the full. Yeah, that might have been the first kick of the day for Kinder, maybe. Mm, maybe yeah. second or third, but hasn't been as special as he usually is. An umpire, Jess Barnes, allows them to move it back inside. Bull and Bourne off the boot of Brandon Allen, intercepted by Ram. Haven't seen too much of him either and he softened the kick towards his teammate who's probably too far out to score he'll use the wind as a guide that's a little better dropped in the air it's Morrow Kinder came crashing in as well Axford able to feed off the crumbs his hand pass also turned over Morrow driven into the turf that's holding the ball unlucky there for Morrow mm, yeah, first of the ball and punished for it lost his footing for the moment what have you got eyes on Goody? Oh, Gray's calling for it. Edwards has got him, but uh, Niram have just got a player sitting free here in the wing. That's it. Oh, it's dropped short. Yep. Nice not, mark. Not intentionally, I think. <laughs> that uh, 
I think that the wind just brought that one down to Coz. He's sent it up to the wing. Good hit. Finds signs. Yeah, signs. Just quickly, lads, it looks like Brennan Walls hurt his shoulder. That's a big out for Bull and Bull. And if it looks as bad, if it is as bad as it looks, has he? Oh, he's got both of them very heavily strapped. Symes sends it inside forward 50. Edwards holding on to Gray, and Gray's going to get the free kick on the chalk. Oh, he can stretch it. Can he kick this? He's got time. He instead goes short. No one really there. Oh, oh pummeled back. Geez, he did well to stand under that one. He knew it was coming. Yeah, Sammy Batson just having absolutely no concern for human life. <laughs> and Neerham will rebound out to the far wing. 91.9. Oh, chopped off kick. Well done. Batson gives it to Allen, who sends it inside. Ford 50 high kick. But that's brought to ground. Good contested mark. Might be Muir in the far pocket. Deep inside, forward 50, finds Lockett. Neerham just working it out now. They're trying to hold on to the ball, but that's another shoddy kick. Gets it out to the wing, but to no one's real advantage. Holding for a kick. The umpire going to pay advantage. He is, but... Oh, pick it up. Hasn't picked it up. He's got nothing but bullen players around him. Gets out to the wing. Brock Dawling not able to hold on, and now Bullen managed to get it through Rundle. That's a really off-the-side boot kick. <laughs> Looking for no billiards, and it's gone into the middle of the ground. Now near him, go forward. They've got space. Go Morrow. Here's Morrow. Gets it from outside, forward 50. He can load up here. That's exactly where it goes. Goes to an empty goal square. Oh, oh just kidding. a terrible bounce. That bounced about two metres directly from the goal line. And if it had bounced forward, that would have been a six-pointer. Instead, it decided to go left, a la Stephen Milne. Oh, yeah, I knew, I knew you would get that. <laughs> and a minor score to Neerham. Yeah, the ball virtually bounced sideways. Yeah. That's Very just, unlucky. Yeah, thoroughly unlucky. We're on angles. But now Bullen will work their way out. And a minor score on the Alex Scott and Staff scoreboard. Symes labouring the footy up the wing for Coz and McCallum. Nope, avoided both of them. Out of bounds on the full. Another one. Yeah. That win playing as a factor now. 13 points, the difference. 5-3 plays 3-2 on your Alex Scott and Staff scoreboard. Three goals to two in favour of the Cats. Searching for another one here. And Clancy stripped of it, holding the ball. Yeah, just trying to do a touch too much there. He had players to dish back to that had a bit more time and space to use the footy better. Symes rewarded with the free kick, and he's happy to just tickle one wide. It's a little astray of where Beecroft was standing, but he... Hits him up, and now he relocates. Taylor comes from the side to offer a player in support. Deep kick down the wing. Coz droved by the Cats. Tumbling punt. Oh, Morrow did well to take the mark and brace for contact because Allen was there. He did not at, at all attempt to take that mark. <laughs> Short kick. And now Wilson from outside 50 can load up, and he strikes it true. Yeah, got to reward that one tomorrow. Just that courageousness to take that mark. Uh, that really set that one up for Cody to just walk in and kick an absolute pearler. 5-3-33 to 4-2-26. The Cats are very much so in this grand final. I'm getting hints of last year, Goody. I don't know. Something well, about it. The wind is certainly... The wind is actually moving towards that end now more than it was. So now it's not going as across the field as it previously was. Now it is starting to head towards the, that side. Ball thrown up in the middle of the ground. Gray and Coors both completely miss it. 
Comes down, what well on Batson? Gets a handball away, but to no one in particular. Clancy has his head over it. Ball goes through hands. And we'll have another ball up with thanks to the Warrigal downtowner. Yeah, it was perfect execution. Apologies. Cody Wilson did well to lend a hand there. Morrow was... It was a big thumping hit, and he did well to support him, and it's a great kick from outside 50. Cleared by Neerham into the hands of Yuri. He runs on, takes the advantage. He goes on oh, from long. No. Is that going towards goals? Oh, it's bounced left. I think Neerham are now completely aware of the power that this wind has. There are people taking pot shots from outside 50 like nobody's business. Another yeah, minor score. Carrying. They're definitely carrying, aren't they? Just one goal to margin. 5-3-33 plays 4-3-27 on the Alex Scott and staff scoreboard here at Yarrigan for the Ellenbanger District Football League Grand Final on SEN track. The ball going to be a free kick going the way of Bullen. In the hands of Axford, he doesn't know if he can go. Gets it to Can. Can has it outside forward 50. Nice little short kick looking for Nobilius, but Nobilius can't hold on. Does fight after it at ground level, though. Gets the handball away. Umpire says... He's blowing a whistle. He's saying this holding is the ball. Yeah, going the way of Brock Dawling. No, no, he's giving it off. But holding the ball. Yeah, it didn't quite mentioned. go to plan, but I like the short the short kicking from Bull and Bull instead of just going long long to uh, a contest. Oh, that's exactly what Neerham do. Ram, out the back of the contest. Falls instead to Batson. That's a beautiful little kick, and now Nirama out. It's in the hands of Symes. Good Shepherd put on to give Symes plenty of space. Mark taken. Is the umpire going to pay? A is going to pay a free kick for that Shepherd. Baker again. Baker again. Ball moves inside from Nirama South to Clancy. Oh, oh beautiful follow-up tackle from Baker. Clancy didn't hear him coming. Now Baker gets himself a free. The number nine for Bull and says, "Just go deep, and I'm going to send it to you." He's looking for Nobilius, but he's kicked away over Nobilius's head. Oh, it stays in. Nobilius keeps it in as well. Taps it to Gray. No, it's Axford. And there's the siren for halftime. Six points the margin. Bullen Bullen on top. But Nearham South came back in that second quarter. We'll be back with a halftime show on SEN Track. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Marco Coolis will be starting in the ruck up against Gray. Beautiful bounce to start off our grand final. The umpire lets it play even though it went a bit off. Out of the contest for Ball and Ball and Baker. Center and kick off the ground. Oh, it's home. Reese Campbell. If that's not already uh, Yarrigan goal of the day, uh, the Yarrigan <laughs> Hotel goal of the day, I don't know what will. That'll be hard to top. That was so. a half was volley. Half volley out of the air. Full purchase. On the full left. power. Smacked it home <laughs> with the left. Held back in the ruck. McCallum took it out of the ruck himself and kicked their seconds. There you go. The big boys are doing it today, aren't they? That's Bobby. where Nirim South need to uh, sort of be aware of it and lock that down because they're doing the job. Trent Baker already kicked two goals here, Bull and Bourne, in the opening quarter. Been here since 2017, over 350 games. <laughs> All that experience injected into that kick. 
They have three. The Liveberts are on fire. Steps inside. Oh, he can't get it, Campbell. He oh. wanted it, Campbell. He could have given, put it on the boot earlier and got the ball off before the siren, but he decided to step inside and he's run out of time. But it doesn't matter because Bullen are in command in this first quarter. 3-3, 21 to 1 behind. There's the sign. Beginning of the second quarter. Here we go. Gray to do battle with Coolis up in the air. It heads the Cats way. See, it's a long kick all the way home. There's the Cats burst. Desperately needed. And Lockie Bambridge gets them on the board. 55 metre bomb, wasn't it? Yeah, you can you can pencil him in every single week. He just doesn't miss his kid. Nice high kick. He's going to let the wind do the work there. It's oh. going and he celebrates. Another goal. Two goals in two minutes to the Cats. And they're right back in this. A couple hot minutes for Bambridge. That'll give him a lot of confidence going through the day. I accidentally already marked it in before he kicked it. So <laughs> I'll take some credit there. Dragged it in. Clancy over the top. Morrow edging closer. And closer, he launches towards goal! Three in a row in quick succession for the Cats. And he goes quick, runs around, sends it to the square. Sure. McCallum flies, oh. Gray two. Has he taken the mark? Gray. Gray's taken the mark. There were three Neerham defenders and Gray flew over all of them to mark. He's going to be taking a very tight shot. The umpire is pulling him all the way around to the pocket. The Neerham defenders can't believe it. Matty Edwards is yelling at his various teammates. Nabilius comes in, he's going to kick from 30. That is dead straight. The reply from the Liabirds. Margin out to eight points. Great team goal from Bullen Bullen. But he's nowhere near as fast as Dylan can. Oh, is now he? He's hunted down. Sure? Are you sure, Goody? He was hunted down. I sold Fuller up the river there. Can <laughs> just was napping and Fuller ran down from behind. No, in, the like words of, in the words of Dennis Cometti, he was like a librarian. <laughs> it's gone through hands. Here comes Baker. Wheels around onto the left. Here's oh. Gray. Now he's out of space. There was no one near him. Edwards let him go. He started running back towards goal because he thought Baker was going to go for it. And Edwards, who's probably still seeing those little cartoon birds flying around, can now line up from goal 30 metres out. Comes in from 30 and he's pulled that one. Is the wind going to bring it back? Ah. Umpire says goal. Umpire says goal. Just Looked like it gone over the... Over the post, but umpire's caught it. He's got the best seat in the house. And Matty Gray has another one on the board. Yeah, geez, it didn't, didn't look like a goal from here, but I'll take his word for it. And now Wilson from outside 50 can load up, and he strikes it true. Yeah, got to reward that one tomorrow. Just that courageousness to take that mark. Uh, that really set that one up for Cody to just walk in and kick an absolute pearler. And there's the siren for halftime. Six points the margin. Bullen Bullen on top. And Yerim South came back in that second quarter. It is the Ellen Baker District Football League Grand Final on SEN track. 91.9 around Gippsland at Yarragon. And what a game we have on our hands. As mentioned, 5-3-33 plays 4-3-27. Just one goal in it. Bullen Bullen leading, but a tight game, a fantastic game. We've already seen some great highlights. Dylan Beaumont to my left, also joining us for special comments. Jack Hazen on four time, Alf Walton, medalist and Poolong legend. Boys, pretty good game so far. We'll go to you, Hayes. What's noticed? What have you noticed already about this game? Yeah, it's been a game of two quarters so far. Obviously, the wind's playing a bit more of a part than, than we can see from here. Um, both sides looking to run and carry when they're, when they're kicking down to the scoreboard end and then um, electing to play it safe and kick long down the line. 
uh, when going towards the um, the opposite end, I guess. Um, obviously, guys like Wilson and um, Morrow, the experienced types, are starting to hit their straps a bit more, so there probably needs to be a bit more attention put into stopping them. They, uh, they realised how powerful the wind was as a weapon in that second quarter. A couple of big kicks and big goals from Banbridge, Wilson and Morrow. Yeah, yeah, huge. It's making me question whether it's a 50-metre up or not because it looks like they're kicking him from 60. So it's definitely carrying. Certainly got through early. It takes me back to when Hazy kicked the goal of the day against Lang Lang from 60. Do you remember True, that? that was a very nice kick. Just feathered it deliciously and it went flying through the goals. Exactly. But we do actually have a Yarrigan Hotel goal of the day. Vouch it to give out today. We've got a couple on the board. Probably Trent Baker and Reese Campbell. Leader board, leaders at the moment, Dill. In fact, uh, might as well go through some of the goal kickers and see who's on the board, who's got multiples, and who's re- the, re- the reason that Bull and Bullen are, in fact, in front by yeah. six points because both sides kicking fairly straight. Yeah, all single goal kickers for Bullen, Reese Campbell, Bob McCallum, Trent Baker, and then Mitch Nobilis, Matthew Guy in the second quarter, and for Nearham South, Bambridge with the opening two, Tyson Morrow and Cody Wilson with one to the name. Yep, they're looking good. We're still waiting to see again Luke Kinder get into the game. We haven't talked about him much. He's obviously a fantastic player. He's had a great season, but a, a quiet final series, has he? Yeah, it seems that way. Um, he's got a hold of us uh, throughout the home and away, but he didn't have a, a huge impact in comparison to what he's done throughout the year um, in that final. And then I've seen the other results from the, uh, the last two finals they've played in. He hasn't done a whole lot either, so I'm Wondering whether it's just a little bit of a form slump or he's low on confidence or something. I think we've only sided him once today so far and it went out of bounds on the full. Yeah. And any other players that you think haven't been as, as conspicuous as the sides would have liked them to? Got an announcement around the back here. But... Um, yeah, I'm a bit surprised about um, Ram's output. I thought that he would have uh, given uh, Niram a lot of drive off that wing, but um, we haven't seen a whole lot of it today just because it's probably been that little bit more contested, long kicks down the line rather than... He's, been, he's almost been more of an inside player than an outside today. He's sort of been forced to, hasn't he? Yeah, he has been. Well, half-time, it's a six-point game. The top seed, they're being matched well by this near and south side. He kicked four of six goals in the second quarter after this break. We'll return to the action here on SEN Track. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day. For Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day. For Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Half time here at Yarrigan for the Allen Bank and District Football League grand final. Bull and Bull and Lionbirds taken on the Neerham South Cats. The Liebirds currently having a six-point advantage. 5-3-33 plays the Cats 4-3-27 on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Dylan Beaumont with me on 99.9 around Gippsland SEN track. Also Jack Hazendong from Poo with special comments. Boys, what do... Well, we'll start with you, Hazy. What do Neerham need to do? Do they need to do anything different to keep in this match slash get over the Liebirds? Just um, keep doing what they're doing. I think that they should continue to do what they did in the last quarter, but try and try and do that against the wind, even though they probably don't have as much confidence in their kicking, just to take it on and, and really put the pressure on Bullen Bullen. Fair enough. Words from Hazen Donk there as the ball flies up. It's Guy versus Gray. 
Gray wins the tap and it goes through hands. There's Wilson with his head over it. Tackled, though, by multiple players. Good to see Brendan Wall back out on the field once again after a shoulder issue. Sent him to the bench in that second quarter, but looks like he is out and about and certainly happy to tackle. Puts a bit of work into Wilson as the ball flies up once again. Guy with a big tap over Gray. Ball comes to Clancy, just hurls it forward, and it comes back to Guy. Guy taps it in front of himself and then just puts a boot into it. Heads towards forward 50 for Nearham, but well chased down by Daniel Axford. He sends it to Batson out on the wing, who can't get to it. Oh. Well done, Ash Lockett for Nearham, who just puts it forward. Well, he managed to retain it. Threw it away. There's Lockett again. Gets it to Wilson, who's tackled as he kicked it by Batson. Players just throwing themselves out. Well done, Axford at ground level. Getting it out to his brother, Lockie Axford. Now it comes out the back of the contest. Here's Allen. He's had pressure put on him by Dawling. Dawling got him in the back. No, he got him high. And now Allen goes into the middle of the field where Bullen have space. Blakey has the sit, though. Oh, well done. Shocking kick. It was a two-on-one, and he just kicked it straight to Blakey. Now Blakey can go. Gets to Bain in the middle of the field. Bain pulls up for a second. Trailing by six against the supposed wind, which seems to be a three-goal win. That's a mark for Chris Urey on SEN track 91.9 FM. Allen Bank District Football Netball League grand final after a, after a superb start. Bambridge finds a little channel to lead into it. The 15, he hurls it forward to a centre spot. Dropped mark by Fuller. He'll still try with Ooh. a second effort. It's a gruesome tackle and he's held up. Not technically high, but uh, certainly the first thing to hit the ground was <laughs> Fuller's head. Yeah, it was a sling, is what you... Well, wasn't he? He just sort of grabbed his collar and pushed the collar towards the ground, and so the head just went face first into the dirt. Gray tapping it towards oh. the pocket. Oh, Bambridge also caught in the whirlwind, holding the ball. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to pay those sort of free kicks. You don't want to ruin the game, I guess. Yeah. Oh, big fly from Guy, and that's over the boundary line. Yeah, it looks as though... Um, Near him south, they're playing a, playing a loose defender in this quarter. Obviously, the wind's playing a part. Two, two down back on Bob. Yeah, Tommy Muir with the yellow boots, just having a bit of freedom there. It's <laughs> great big fist out of the contest. Spinning back inside. Might have been Blakey to send half forward. Kinder able to take the mark. Played on, gave it to Dawling. Has a ping from 50. Fans it wide, and that's a strong contested mark by who else but... Matthew Gray, he's been everywhere today in the back pocket. Eager to collaborate with Rundle in the back pocket. He can speed away and he went for the one-two, was taken away. Bambridge, hand pass in board. That's a perfect smother. It was the last line of defence. Probably would have been a goal from Bambridge. It's still disentangled. Loose ball, coughed up. Wilson applying pressure, baking Getting out of trouble, two on one downfield, but it's out over the boundary line for another boundary. Throw in a couple of minutes here into this second half. 5-3-33, 27 on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Visit Berwick Motor Group, find your perfect ute today. Good idea to drive a ute. Have you ever driven a ute? I've driven a ute. I've never yeah. owned a ute. Okay. Uh, I'm an automatic man, Dill. Yes, I don't exactly. deal with none of that manual nonsense. <laughs> Comes back inside the 50 <laughs> for near him south and forward ball with another contested mark. Was it Axford's potentially? I like to steer my cars, not drive them. <laughs> no, it was Beecroft, Premiership player for Niora, endeavouring to find one. 
with the Lyrebirds. Hits up his teammate at half-back. Rundle gets the leg into that one towards the coach. McCallum dropped it in the air. Loose ball picked up. Matt Gosh. Edwards could be holding the ball. Baker continues to trot on after it, but not at full pace. Luckily, his other Baker did apply the pressure and win the footy. Now back to Jake Baker. Spins out of trouble. Whistle calling it back to centre wing. It'll be the Cats ball, is it? Yeah, it was on behind play there between Bobby McCallum and I think it might have been Edwards, is it? Is yeah. he up the ground? Yeah. Oh, Edwards yeah, is. The umpire is saying get off. Oh, now it's a free kick to the Lyrebirds. Now, I'm not sure if this is for exactly what he did to Bob McCallum or if this is because he decided to remonstrate with the umpire, yeah. but nevertheless, doing uh, what doesn't happen very often in our game of AFL oh. and is reaching for the cards. Into the pocket now. Interesting choice because there were two men there. Johnston and now shunted out of bounds, escorted by Hayden Baker. It was a bit of a dubious decision well, like by a, the umpire there. Another one here. He's given a red. I think he gave him a red card. So what, what's going on here? We've got a boundary throwing in the pocket. Umpire with a... We're not too sure. We'll... Great, ascertain what's actually occurring here. But. Great work by Charles there in that last contest to uh, spoil from Baker. That would have been a certain goal for Bullenborn. And here is Jake Baker again tackled as he released the kick right into the arms of the Cats. Happy to flush it out of there. We've got another whistle. So it is the Lyrebirds free kick. It should be Jake Baker's because he did possess the footy. And it is. A wide angle towards goal from 50. It'll come back to... Jake Baker. We've seen a fair bit of undisciplined play in this game and it could cost you in a grand final. Yep, alongside Hayden and Trent today. Centering kick to the hot spot in the square. Tapped through for a rush behind and on the board for the first time this half near the south. In fact, Bullenborn. 5-4-34-4-3-27 on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Find a perfect kick today. Well, if that is Matty Edwards done, at least even for an extended period, that is certainly going to hurt them because... I think Gray and McCallum will run riot as the ball is cleared for Bullen. And it comes to Batson. He's got plenty of runners near him. Comes back to Batson. Here's Rundle. And now he's got space. Kinder was bearing down on him. Decided to give the handball off. Nice little kick. Finds Baker. Nice run the wrong it's way, Rundle. Going on behind play again here. Kinder and, uh, and Rundell. Oh. Trent Baker goes to the goal square. It's bouncing. It's bouncing. It's bouncing. Underneath a Brendan Wall. But Dawling pushes him over the behind line. It'll be a minor score going Bullen's way and tempers are flaring in the heat here at Yarragon and SEN track for your grand final 91.9 around Gippsland with thanks to the Warrigal downtowner and Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. Seven points now the margin here at Yarragon. Ball cleared. Axford tackled as he had it. Another now free Wilson. kick. Free kick. This one Hayden Bakers I believe. Uh, it's going the way of Oh no! No, well, Baker got Baker got taken out, but after the free kick had been paid to Lockie Axford, yeah, Lockie Axford so yeah. just near him, getting a little bit loose here. <laughs> yeah, obviously to... the adrenaline's up, but they need to settle it soon because it's going to cost them eventually. Indeed, ball goes inside forward fifty, big mark from Matty Gray on fifty. Is he going to hazard it? Oh, he's got Symes wide open. He does, but he, I reckon he's going to go for goal here. He loads up from fifty. It's going. Umpire starts moving to the right, and that's exactly where it goes. Another minor score. He's taken a leaf out of Morrow's, Morrow's <laughs> book with that <laughs> one, but didn't quite, not quite online. Eight points to the margin. 
here on your SEN track grand final, the Ellen Bacon District Football Netball League. Johnston to take it out. Towards Cody Wilson. Kicked a handy goal last quarter. Tucks one for Fitzpatrick. Back into the arms of Wilson, who shrugs off one defender who was corralling him and then kicks it out on the full. The intended target was Lachlan Guy. Yeah, a bit more attention probably needs to be uh, invested in Cody because he's starting to get right on top here. And Bullen Bullen bringing it back into play. Nobelius looking to inject himself. It's a wobbly kick forward, dropped by Gray. Bain climbs over the top, trying to steamroll through a couple of them, ricocheting off hands. Trent Baker got his arms on it. Gray tapped on by Axford out wide. The numbers with the live birds. Axford just has to pick it up, and now he does. And he had a shot, but it's marked by Tom Muir. Wouldn't have gone through, potentially for a behind, but Muir. Yeah, wall here again, coming off with the shoulder. I think he might be done now. Yeah. To Wilson. And Wilson is basically at the top of the square at full back. With Symes coming over. And he darts it to Lachlan Guy. He's at half back. 5, 6, 30, 4, 3, 27. And he found Yuri. Yuri's centre wing opposite to the broadcast side. He's just trying to take the sting out of it a little bit. Just get that little bit of composure back in the side. Yep. Baker jumped as high as he could. Didn't really affect the kick. Dropped Mark, but they continue to advance forward to the Cats. He was tapped right into the arms of the Lyrebirds. Gray standing up in defence. Coz got his hands on it. Great tackle there by the Cats. And now we'll have a bit of a scrum at ground level for a ball up. Already, it seems, the uh, the heat is taking its toll a bit. The Lyrebirds were very static working their way out of defence there. Yeah. As we see Guy with a high fly in the ruck. But the ball comes down into another contest. Did you see a six behind being kicked? They did add a six. I thought it was 5-5. Five, five. Uh, it does say 5-6 on the scoreboard. So that's what we've got. Yeah. So we'll go with that. 36, I, I, the I margin. Did, I did change it, but I wasn't too sure. Anyway. <laughs> on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Clearing at Trent Baker. Up to forward 50. Was looking for Batson, but it's gone through his hands. Muir cleans up. Manages to get it to Yuri, who's tackled and dispossessed. Now Bullen Bullen can go forward again. Here's Baker. Tackled as he kicked it. Goes to a very open square. But that's bounced out of bounds. We'll have a ball in deep inside forward 50 for the Lyrebirds. I said a lot of players just slowing down a lot. In fact, we've already got a player, Justin Lockett, stretching himself out in the centre square. Hazy, what do you think? Jake Baker, he's been... Good this quarter, just not very effective. Yeah, it just seems like the pressure's getting to him a little bit. He's getting his hands on the footy, but his disposal just hasn't been good enough, really, has it? Ball comes in. Goes to ground. Players converge. Cross Charles there. And even Stringer hasn't been too impactful since the opening parts of that second quarter. Yeah, he's had a little bit of a quiet patch. I think the last time we sighted him was when he kicked it out on the full, but yeah. I'm sure he'll bob back up again soon. Speaking of bobbing up, there is Baker. Ball goes through hands. Batson. Muir with his head over it. Right outside the goal square, there's Johnston. And the umpire will throw it up. Directly outside the goal square. Right in front of Bullen's goals. Yeah, Bullen creating a lot of chances, but the pressure from near him south isn't giving him, giving him those uh, scoring opportunities as such. Oh, McCallum almost took it out of the, mar, out, of the, uh, out of the ruck, but he was tackled immediately. Tommy Hawkins. Yeah, they're, they're keeping an eye on it this time. They don't want to leak another goal in a tight game like this to something like that. 
Here's McCallum once again. Makes early contact against Guy. Taps it down. Blakey tackled with it. Bain as well. Nobilius puts his head over it. He's tackled. Another contest. And there are plenty of Bullen players back. It's about a four-on-two outside of Bullen's forward 50. I don't think that ball's coming out. Oh. Blakey being pushed Oof. behind play and another ball. 4-9-33 to 1-2-8 in the West Gippsland Grand Final. Phillip Island trailing Phillip Island by 25. Getting, getting done over. In the second year in a row. Yeah. Side to beat all year. Lost to Turretum by 46 in last year's Grand Final. Oh, McCallum with the back tap. Beautiful stuff. Always got it to Simes, but they can't hold on. Players converge once again. Here's Wilson working it out. Well done. But as mentioned, there's nothing but Bullen players. Lockie Axford sitting out on the wing. They're trying to put pressure on him, but he's got plenty of time. Gives it to Herbal. Sends it inside forward 50. No, gives it to Axford. Now he sends it inside forward 50. <laughs> Finds Baker, but he can't hold it on the wind, just taking it over the tips of his fingers. We'll have a throw-in with thanks to Warrigal Downtowner and Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. Just outside forward 50 for Bullen, and they are locking it down. Yeah, they've got the breeze, but I like the way that they're trying to kick a little bit shorter just so that they're not playing into the hands of the Nearham South defender, just bombing it in long and hoping for the best. Throw-in on the 50, McCallum paddling it down. Baker! Snapping it towards goal. It'll go out of bounds, but he's pushed after he kicked it, so it should come back to the Lyrebirds downfield, is it? Well, if it was while he kicked it, if it was as he kicked it, it should be downfield. It is. Uh, sorry, no, back where he... Uh, yeah, it's gone to Hayden Baker in yeah. the pocket here. After he kicked it downfield, yeah. as he kicked it, bring it back. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Jess Barnes with big decision to be made there, and Hayden Baker can line up to give them a 15-point advantage. Here we go. Go the... Drop punt, the old-fashioned style, he misses. And that's another minor score. See if they add one on the scoreboard or if it's 5-6, 36. Great, great tap work from Bobby McCallum there, creating that chance. He needs to do that, probably that little bit more in, in tight in those contests, try and really dominate the ruck taps to give his boys first use. So 5-7 to 4-3 on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Johnston bought some time. And from the kick-in from full-back, going towards Bambridge in his direction. Loose ball evaded. Multiple Lyrebirds still waiting for it. Just out of interest, Hazy. Oh, it's a Pantrist throwing to come up. How often do you keep up to date with the West Gippsland League? Um, yeah, I sort of follow a few, a few mates and a few players that play yeah. in that competition. Um, I like to check the results, but I don't follow it deeply as such. Yeah. Boundary throw in. Baker stripped. And it fell to Pierre Humbert. Plenty of height in that kick. And it's going to be brought back because he ran out of bounds. Yes, he did. Ran out of bounds. So momentum starting to swing Bull and Bullen's way again. Yeah. Near him just trying to play safe again against the wind and go long down the line. Still a stalemate scoring-wise early on here in this third quarter. Great. Got a toe in there. Bit of a scrum. No space, no room to manoeuvre. Another ball up. Still no sign of Matty Edwards back on the field. I, he's not even standing up no. with the other coaches and players on the bench. So it seems like it's been longer than 10 yeah. minutes. He might be, the red card might have put him on the bench for the rest of the day. Baker, here's Rundle. Short kick. Bounced in front of Jake Baker. Who has to twist and turn and send it back in over oh. Simes head. Nobilius, right place, right time. Takes the mark, 40 out directly in front. Great oh. vision from Jake Baker. Hit that kick. He's getting his hands on the foot. He hasn't been able to quite execute, but that one, bang, nailed it. And Cooper Clancy is 
pleading with the umpire, saying that uh, it had actually gone through a pair of hands before it got to Nobilius. But he's going to be the one lining up for kick a goal. Mitch Nobilius, who's averaged exactly one goal over 355 games. Can't out of 356. Jeez, I hope that uh, Bull and Bullen don't rue the, the missed opportunities. I think it's 0-5 this quarter, is it? Yep, yep, 0-5. Yeah, it could be the difference. Like the demons in the last couple of weeks. Sorry, demons fans. <laughs> Charles to Muir at half back. Five eight plays four three. Sixteen and a half minutes through this third quarter. Near him south, yet to add even a minor score in this term. They've been held up to the wing, joining the throng, and oh. then whipped into the turf was. Lockett, and he's been given a free kick for it. Allen stands over the footy. He probably paid for it, played for it a little bit, but it was definitely there. Umpire Jess Barnes has been great today. Two a one-on-one -on -one down the line. Mark taken, and now we're to two-on-two inside 50. Bambridge and Bain. Big vertical leap. Bambridge picked up the crumbs. He snapped it, and the wind just carried it all the way across goal, about 15 or so metres. Just bounced once before. Tumbling out of bounds for a throw-in, I believe. Yes, throw-in. Yeah, they really could have hurt Bullen Bullen there, kicking a goal against the uh, the grain of the game, but wasn't to be. You can see that wind is doing plenty. Coolest in the ruck. Used his body prominently. Another whistle here in favour of the Lyrebirds. So they'll take it from the back pocket. With some speed, they do expedite movement in front of Rundall, who has to get out a sticky situation here. Engineers the one-two and then tosses a high one into the air for centre wing. Ball goes to a contest. It's a two-on-two. Symes is underneath it, but near and win it. Bounces over the head of Corliss. Nobilius paddles it forward. There's Pierre Rimbert. I'm going to keep calling him that because it sounds cool. <laughs> Ball goes through hands. Here's Blakey picking it up. Steps inside one. Steps outside another. Lines up from 50. That's gone far to the left, and it's dropped short. Unfortunate work there from Blakey for the Cats fans, but it comes out to the wing. It's chopped off by Chris Urey. He's about 20 metres out from forward 50. He's looking at his options. He looks inside. He has Blakey on inside. Instead, he goes short. Cody Wilson. Just Interesting one. It seems as though they might have thrown Chris Urey behind the ball with, um, mm. with Edwards out. That's something different, but something to watch. No. Is that good? Trust him anywhere. Yuri goes to the pocket, goes through hands and into the hands of Wall. Pardon me, Allen. Allen, beautiful kick, gets it to Symes, and now they've got space. The Lyrebirds come streaming through the middle of the ground. Two bounces, three bounces. Could have gone to Bobby McCallum, but didn't. Out the back is Baker. Foot He's race. got space. Charles gave him a bit of space. He picks it up. He steps left, puts it on the snap. Johnston well is on the goal square. Game saving. Pardon me, goal saving. Well, maybe game-saving in this Could tight be. match. Johnston just left the contest and ran back towards goals. But now it's being turned over once again to Rundle. Rundle takes a bounce oh. and the umpire's bringing it back. Could have been, could have been advantage. Rundle had space and time and the speed of a cheater. Inside it goes over the head of Axford. And now it gets cleared by Neerham. Opportunities wasted by the Lyrebirds once again in this third quarter. But they can go... Again, moving forward through Axford. Another mark, Rundle. Along the boundary line, just outside forward 50. Where's he going? I think he's lining up for it. In the end, oh, that's come straight off the boot. High in the air, but there are Bullen players underneath oh, it. Oh, wow. 
Good tackle from Pierre Humbert. Got Jimmy Taylor just off it. the bench, free on the outside. If he spots him, he can run into an open goal. Marked it, Goody. He hasn't spotted him. He hasn't. Looks like he's going to line up from 50. He's going to back himself the wind, although he is looking around. Where's Gray? Where's McCallum? Where's the tall timber with no Edwards? Goes to the top of the square, although the wind will carry it. That's another behind. And it will carry it. Didn't look confident at all, did he? No, but he had the distance. I think he just... I think he he's tried to go to the top of the square. and Yeah, certainly with that wind. Uh, Johnston is going to bring it out. Another minor score. 12 points now the margin on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Johnston just had a wonderful one-man effort to stop what would have been a certainty from Hayden Baker if he wasn't there. Out to centre wing. Bashed down into the turf by Bambridge, and they see it out of bounds. Yeah, I think we have to give credit to Charles for that one. Just that never-say-die never attitude, just chasing him. He was behind, but he just kept pressuring and pressuring and pressuring him so that that kick didn't come off, and Johnson could clean it up on the goal line. We'll see if we can find out at three-quarter time whether Matt Edwards is out for the game. Boundary throw-in, Blakey utilising his pace and his attributes to speed away from his opponents. Bounce sat right initially for Bambridge and then it ricocheted off his leg out of bounds. Umpires today doing a wonderful job, as we mentioned. Jess Barnes in the middle, Jared Reed, Braden Hunter. Boundary umpires, Jeff Galbraith, James Quinn, Andre Elliott, Flynn Pallett. And our goal umpires, Roger Croxford and Leo Green. <laughs> out of midair there, ricocheted off the leg of Gray out of bounds. That wasn't a ricochet. He full on, he did, well, he didn't hack it, but he just gave a nice little touch. <laughs> Almost like Reese Campbell's goal. Indeed. The goal of the day. That's five goals, nine to four goals, three. 12-point buffer for Bull and Bullen. For Harvey Norman, one thaggy. For your computer and electrical needs. All bouncing and bobbling around every angle. Blakey fed it through. Coolis indiscriminately hammering it forward. But the Liebirds well stocked in numbers. Bambridge comes across to crunch Baker, or Allen rather. Luckily, the cavalry arrived. They can get it out to halfback. Campbell, bounce avoided him. Cuts the other way. Ram, tapped forward by Stringer. Bambridge loitering. Had to wait for it, but he pounces with a strong tackle. And we've got a ball up 60 out from goal. I don't know what sort of pace Reese Campbell usually has, but uh, he was laboring, <laughs> running towards that contest. He was, he was yeah. trying, but he was... Uh, oh. The phrase is like a duck's legs. Just <laughs> yeah, going weather, really fast, not going very far. The weather must be taken. It's toll on the boys a little bit. It's been heavily contested and high-pressure game. So yep. I think we may see a few boys cramping in the last. Nearly 23 minutes through off the side of Yuri's boot and fortuitously into Wilson's towards goal. Not over the head of the defence. Beecroft getting back. Just needed to lower the eyes a little bit there. He had Bambridge on. And Bambridge is on the mark here, but Beecroft... Does well to avert the danger. Watch For the Rundell's moment, wheels. Rundall. Look at him wheeling forward. Full steam ahead, just paddling it in front of himself. He couldn't bend down and pick it up. He was given a bit of a nudge from his opponent, Brock Dawling. He actually did a reasonable job in keeping yeah. up with Rundall there. But yeah, very similar to Brock Dawling out here. Just wouldn't bob up for him. Yeah. Out of bounds, centre wing. Opposite to the broadcast side. The Cats haven't scored this quarter. Bull and Bullen have kicked a goal. In behinds. Six behinds near him south have not scored. 5-9-4-3 for Warrigal Downtown. A Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Harvey Norman one thaggy for your computer and electrical needs. Bain gobbles up the loose ball. Handballed towards the boundary line. Seemed to be his main intention, but the umpire again gives him the benefit of the doubt. And we'll have another boundary throw in. 
Ball about 30 metres out from Bullen's forward 50. On the far wing, in front of a big contingent of Ellenbank supporters who have turned up today. Gray wins the tap. Coolis follows up. Here's Stringer, but Symes is all over him like a bad rash. Symes wins at a ground level, but he's given away a free kick for holding onto Stringer. And the long blonde locks of Dean Stringer are going to have an opportunity to go down the line. Indeed he does, but instead a sure kick. Oh, Yuri just reels it in with one hand. Lanky number five for the Cats. Just slowing it down a bit. As mentioned previously, playing very defensively in this quarter, just waiting until the wind goes their way. Hazy, do you slow it down or do you move it quicker? What do you think? Yeah, I think that they're playing it very smart at the moment. They're backing themselves to be able to take it. Well, they will have the wind in the last yeah. quarter, Goody. Yes, indeed they will. As three-quarter time sounds here at Yarrigan. The score, 12 points in arrears for the Cats. Bull and Bull and Liebirds, 5-9, 39-27. The uh, Nearham South Cats will go to a break. We'll be back with the last quarter of the Ellenbank and District Football League for 2023. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allenbank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. This is it now. Every single decision comes down to this final quarter of season 2023. The final chapter, and it's Bull and Bull and 5 9 39. Nearham South 4 3 27. The Premiership quarter was won by Bull and Bull and not convincingly. So it's all up to Nearham South with the wind in the fourth quarter. And our special comments, man, today. Hazy Jack Hazendong sees Nearham South taking it with the wind. Yeah, I think that was the quarter of missed opportunities for Bullen Bullen. Um, kicking with the wind, they probably would have wanted to get a, cash in a bit more than what they did. Obviously, 0-6 isn't good enough. So, yeah, I think Nearham will definitely get a bit more on the board than that. Good, are you similar? Uh, no, I think, I think Bullen will hold it out. I think, I think Bullen will kick the odd goal or two. Neeram will certainly score this quarter, but I think Bullen will just keep their nose in front enough to get it done. Okay, well, that's what we love about this game. The unpredictability, Hazy mentioned to me off there. He thought it would be the complete opposite Neeram South to jump out of the gates, but it's been quite the opposite, and now it's their turn to jump out of the gates in this final quarter. We didn't quite find out if it was a card for so, Edwards, did we? So he, he got a card... But it looks like it was a yellow. Now, none of the match officials <laughs> no, <he's laughs> were, were watching, but yep. he is back out there. So if it had been a red, he would have been done for the whole day. Yep. Uh, so it looks like it was a yellow. He's back out there now. And Bullen, again, will be ruining the missed opportunities from probably best defender for the Nearham South side. Not yep. being on the ground, they couldn't get a goal to save themselves. Well, final quarter. Nearly ready to go. It'll be Matt Gray in the ruck and... It's not coolest in the ruck, it's Matthew Guy. So, Matthew against Matthew. Matthew, Matthew Guy, the, uh, the former leader of the opposition. Seems it's Lachlan Guy, isn't it? Apologies. <laughs> the state state opposition, Liberal Party yeah, leader, Matthew to, Guy. <laughs> He's out there. Right. He's looking very spry for his age. <laughs> well, if you're listening now, get everyone on board. SEN track 91.9 FM for this final quarter. Seems no attention's been paid to Wilson again at this contest. Bullen Bullen obviously just back and Matty Gray to just win every tap and give him first use. Yeah. 
It is Coolis in the ruck, in fact, Marco Coolis. Yeah, you're right, Hazy. Baker's on him, but doesn't exactly look like he's putting body on. Not keeping heavy tabs, is he? Uh, oh, no, sorry, Nobilius is... Watching from afar. Nobilius is standing way off him. So, Downton Park is preparing for this fourth quarter. In the third quarter, zero goals kicked. We'll see if the fourth quarter can be different to that. Here we go. The bounce of the ball in the centre. Both of them had a piece of it. Nobelius with the scrambling click clearance out of the contest. Got them forward, repelling the other way. The Cats, it's an unsteady torpedo to centre-half forward. The bounce sat right for James Taylor. And then Bain stripped him, got it up to Bambridge. Unorthodox kick forward in some space now. Wilson, Fuller, Bambridge looking for Kinder. Allen rushes it over the line. His hot start from near him again. It seems it's just going to live down the uh, down the scoring end this yeah. quarter. I think Bullen need to try and score. They can't just play it safe and try and hold on to this two-goal lead. Oh, two out of the nine goals to the left of screen. The other seven at this end. Neerham's end. Coolis with a big tap forwards. Illy off the ground. Yuri. Allen again out of bounds. Well done, Allen. In the opening minutes. This final quarter, 5-9 to 4-3. Cody Wilson, very ginger at that last contest. He got hit hard and he's still limping a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully need, just a stinger. Need every bit of his influence in this final quarter. Another tackle and another ball up. If that's what they can do, this ball and ball inside for victory. That's all they need to do. Just try and chew some time off this clock. Great. Coolis off the side of his boot. Follows up with a tackle. Play on the call. Dumped out of defence, but marked on the 50 by Kinder. And it's 50 metres. Oh, he played for that one and a half. I think it's actually Blakey. He it, just went down is, like yep. a sack of potatoes. Very smart player. It's Jack Blakey. The perfect start to this final quarter. And he can come home and bash it through for a near and south goal. Here the Cats come. Yeah, Bullen Bullen can't just play it safe now. They definitely know that they don't have a defendable score now. They're going to have to take it on and try and score into the win now. Did have a great time talking to Jack Blakey at the end of last week's game. He was the winner of the Aragon Hotel Goal of the Day. It's an amazing year. Just three games not in the best, which is pretty insane to think about. And a feature of our SEN team of the season that you can find on our SEN Gippsland Facebook page. Just one goal in it. On the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard as the ball sent skyward once again. Gray and Coolis going at it. Coolis wins the tap. Comes down to Nobilius, but he can't hold on. Morrow coming through. Big tackle on Symes. And the ball is held up. No, it's a free kick. No, it's being thrown up once again. But thanks to Warrigal downtown and Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. Gray and Coolis once again at it. Coolis easily wins the tap. It's straight down Nobilius's throat. Gets a good handball away. Can he get it to Baker? Can Baker get space? Yes, he did. Give it to Symes. Symes loads up from 55. Bobby. McCallum running back with the flight. He can't hold on. Well done by Edwards to just get McCallum out of the drop zone. And then he slaps it towards the boundary line where there was nary a teammate in sight. But the umpire says throw it in. Well, before we get down to the pointy end of this final quarter, we'd love to say a big thank you for everyone who has been a part of our broadcast this year. Hazy, thanks for joining us today. And our sponsors, Warrigal Downtown, Harvey Norman, One Thaggy, Berwick Motor Group and the Alex Scotland staff, as well as the Aragon Hotel.
McCallum takes it out of the ruck, but he's immediately dispossessed. It's sent out of forward 50, but there is Brandon Allen. Nice intercept mark up against Bain. And he's going to send it back inside forward 50. It's a high ball. McCallum's sitting underneath it. Edwards gets a fist to it as per usual. The ball comes up to one of the three bakers, but he is tackled immediately. Uh, about 30 metres out from goal. Slight angle. And now Bullen are pressuring as Edwards heads back once again to the goal line. Just to provide that last line of defence. Coolis works his way to the front position. Comes down to Baker, who's driven into the turf. Umpire says, don't worry about it. I will throw it up. I think last year could haunt them here, Hazy, similar situation. Yeah, it's got to be in the back of their minds, and near them know that they can win it. They've got that confidence knowing that they can get over them. So, oh, McCallum, tap to Baker. Baker sends it to his brother. There's a mark in the pocket. Sorry to interrupt you there, Hazy, but a little bit of play there from Bullen, not expecting it. And it's Baker to Baker. Jake Baker will be taking the kick from pretty much the same spot that... Uh, Gray took his kick from, which he opted not to actually go for goal. He yep, and they've pulled one over the eyes of the Nearham defenders, but they're much smarter this time around, manning up. Baker goes from the pocket, nice. and he's nailed it! Jake Baker, the most unlikely of goals against the run of play, and Bullen extend the lead to two goals in this grand final. Yeah, great composure there from Jake Baker after missing an earlier one. Probably wasn't feeling the most confident going with the uh, the check side at goal there. But, um, yeah, it's helped Bullen Bullen to get, get a nice buffer up again. He's played over 300 games. Briefly played at uh, Toolybuck. <laughs> Dale, I don't know if you know where Toolybuck is. North of Swan Hill. Very far north of the state of Victoria. Played briefly up there. Brought one of his brothers along as well just for a couple of games. But uh, otherwise, he's played almost his entire career at Bullen, as have most of the Bakers. Back to 12 in the middle. Gray putting his opponent to bed. Another ball up. He doesn't get more remote than Tully Buck, I tell you. <laughs> You're almost uh, you know, it's up to Mildura, going up the Murray at yeah. that point. Cooler smashes it forward, gets about 20, 30 metres on the punch. And Muir's opponent fell down to ground. Muir couldn't keep up with Taylor, who prods one wide. Had to sit for Baker, and it does. That's Trent Baker with a searing kick. To the wing, Marth taken. And who's down Batson's the ground there? Batson's already cramping there by the look yeah, of it. Batson's yeah, Batson's cramping. It actually looked like Bain was cramping a little bit as well, though he's uh, recovered a bit faster. So Batson's third game for the year in the scene is he's probably just that little bit underdone. Half forward beckons. McCallum tried to give some protection to his teammate who flew in the contest and numbers swarming forward. Baker delayed the give and then he hit up his teammate in Symes. 30 metres out from goal. Perfect play there from Bullen Bullen. Great skill. Fat side kick. Perfect. In fact, it's actually Reese Campbell who takes the mark. It's be a big blow to Nearham South. Certainly with. With the wind. You would have backed Nearham to just certainly get the first couple of goals. And they did, but they haven't backed it up. Well, could fortune favour the Liebirds in the replay? It's looking likely at this point. Reese Campbell. Gives them their largest lead of the game. 7-9-51 to 5-3-33. He's kicked two important goals in this grand final. The group and said, we just need to attack. We need to win the game. We can't just play to the conditions and play safe into the wind. So they've gone on the attack. They've cashed in. It's been good. As a defender, got a feel for Alex Johnston there. No one likes being one out with plenty of space. <laughs> Coolest wins the tap again. Beautiful one. Gets the Clancy who just shovels it off. 
And now it goes inside forward 50 for the Cats. But once again, well worked out. Jamie Taylor didn't do a very good handball, but it does get to Sean Beecroft, who sends the ball up to the wing. That's a shocking bounce. It's fallen the way of the Cats. And Wilson just goes over his head and it falls into Clancy's arms. It's probably too far out to score, although with this wind, yep. he may have the leg. He's 55. Instead, he does a nice little short kick. Oh, well chopped off by Baker. Flying back. That heads towards the boundary line. Play not over. Neither side can afford to go to sleep here. Oh, Jimmy Taylor once again gets it to Pierre Humbert. Oh, clean held. You need and free kick going the way of Niram South. Yep, you need a methodical approach here because slamming it in, is just, it's just not going to work. That's better. Well, short kick. That is not done well. The wind took that over the head of oh. Muir. And that's come straight off the side of the boot. It's heading out towards the wing. Players converge. Rundle's underneath it. There's Axford. Gets oh, a fist to it, but hurt. it's all near him south. Guy has gone down behind play. Ball out of bounds on the full from near him. Charles just not able to get that one. I think he's landed on his wrist. Inside forward 50. Going to keep an eye on Lockie Guy. Could be wrong. They certainly don't need another player out. But Bullen will work it out. Kicking from the pocket. Sending up to the wing. Allen's underneath it, as is Nobilius. Good mark just inside the field of play. Yeah, very good mark there. He was able to just cover the drop of the ball and just block Morrow off that one. Yeah, Morrow not happy about it. Talked to the umpire, but that certainly looked in. Guys off. Comes up to the wing. Gray underneath it. Worked out well by Johnston. Oh, beautiful stuff from Wilson once again. Very classy. He's putting his head over. Oh, Pierre and Bear. Beautiful. Gets it to Axford. Tommy Axford just puts it out in front of Rundle as you want to do. Oh, well Takes a beautiful mark running back. Wheels and fires. Sends it inside forward 50. Beautiful spearing kick. He's gone to a contest, but Baker Threads in between two players. Jake Baker. 13 goals for the year. Could add another one, and this could be a dagger for the Nearham South supporters. 18 points currently the margin. Is he the medalist if they get up? Geez, oh. He's been very prominent, especially in the second half. Oh. Wasn't all coming together for no. him early in the third. He was getting a lot of it, but couldn't quite hit the targets. But now, it's cashing in. Well, he's going to be kicking from 45. Slight angle. Wind will bring it right. He wheels onto the right. That looks straight. It's coming now back, it. but it's through! What a half from Jake Baker. Jake Baker could have just won the grand final for Bullen. Is this lead now unassailable? Do the Nearham South heads go down? Or do the leaders get around them and sally forth to try and save this final game of the 2023 season? Yeah, need to compose something here because three goals against the flow of the wind, especially because there was only two goals kicked before this quarter down to the left of your radio dial. But there's been three in a row. 8-9 plays 5-3 on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Mind your perfect you today. Back in the middle. Coolest. He was stunned in his jump towards the footy. It's back up on his feet now. It brought, it brought Fuller up to the wing, um, sort of been deep down forward, not getting used, so just trying to get him back into the play a bit more. Coolis has to reload. That's a better tap, more precise. Just getting it out of there somehow towards Axford for the Lyrebirds, looking for the pure knockout blow. Stringer takes the mark at halfback. Plays it laterally. Wilson. And now to the advantage of Aiden Ram, who usually owns these wings. Haven't seen too much of him today, but it's never too late. Tried to tuck it to the 50, and the bounce didn't cooperate with Johnston, who fell down to ground. Ram following up. Laid the tackle. 
Allen emerging with the footy for the Lyrebirds towards Coz and he speeds away from Jack Blakey towards Axford. Tired legs now for the Cats. The Lyrebirds haven't given up. Axford, Stringer. Oh, well done, Stringer. Escorts him into the ground, but it's a loose ball oh. and it's a bullet into the 50. And Hayden Baker takes the mark. Just quickly, guys, Jake Baker's just come off cramping as well. And rightly so, he's been working very hard this last half. It's good to see Brendan Wall. He's, he's definitely done for the day. He's in a sling. He's got a big uh, big ice pack. But he came off the bench and immediately gave Faker a big old hug as he came off as well. Hayden Baker, a premiership player, looking for the knockout blow. Four haymakers in a row for the Lyrebirds. Wow, 30-point leaders. What a quarter by Bullen Bullen. They've just, they've just decided that the wind's not going to play a part in this quarter, and they've just played their style of footy the whole way through. So they're proving that they're the best team this year. McCallum's brought himself on. He's heading forward. It's like Gray's going to go back in and do the ruck work. Man. I have not seen near him south on the ropes like they are now before. Well, they certainly are. 24, 24 points the margin on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Pardon me, 30 points the margin on the Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. 9-9-63 plays 5-3-33. Still time though, albeit not much. As Wilson clears it as he's done today. Bambridge flies, but he can't hold on. Comes to the front of the pack. He's chasing after it. Baines in there, but a big tackle on Kinder. Who again has not had much of the ball today, if any. Bambridge has yeah. hurt his knee in that contest. Like cramping, mate. Cramping, he might yeah. be cramping. Jeez, we're seeing a bit of that today. Just slipped out of his grasp. Got to get, well, the, gotta get the pickle juice together. <laughs> Coolis wins the tap, throws Gray out of it. Here's the other baker. Clancy just throwing his body at it inside bull that he is. But the umpire's going to throw it up again. Just outside forward 50 for near him. If they could get a goal here, it's not unattainable. You're a big advocate for pickle juice, aren't you? It tastes like garbage, but it does the job. Just like Novocaine. Give it time, always works. Symes wins it at ground level. Sends it up high. Good thumping fist from Johnston. Gets it forward. Clancy's got three players. Oh, oh big hip and shoulder from Baker onto Clancy. Oh, and high. Reward about, for effort. Yeah, don't know about that one. Yeah, reward the effort. That was Clancy's just a tough for collision ball. from both players. Very courageous, but I don't think it warranted a free kick. Yeah, probably not, but Clancy is now giving it a chance to go inside forward 50. He says, come at me. He's talking to Bambridge, oh. but floating across, Matty Gray. Been much more quiet in the third quarter than he was in the first half, but that was a really key mark. Yeah. And now Bullen can go back out of forward 50, defensive 50 once again. Well, I think it's one out of two players, Matthew Gray or Jake Baker, if Bullen Bullen do get up. And the Cats, other ideas in mind, looking for another goal. Bambridge latches onto this one. And no, it's touched. Touch. 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 It is oh, a mark. He's paying a free kick, I think, possibly. By the way, Bambridge will take the free kick off the mark and you wouldn't want it to be in anyone else's hands right now. Might be a tough kick for a left footer, but we'll see. He's a sharpshooter. You're all right. We'll have to adapt to the wind. It's going to have to move fast. Just moved into the 16th minute of this quarter. Probably about 10 or so minutes, maybe less, to play in this one. The Cats, it's not all doom and gloom just yet. He sits it up. And he's missed. He went the drop punt. The left-footed drop punt from that pocket is a well, very tough kick. It's <laughs> a really tough I think if they kick. had any chance of winning, he would have had to dob yeah. that one. Yeah. You know what I say, Goody? Handy point. But you can only say it once per game. Need five <laughs> goals here. The Cats. Dangerous kick from the kick-in. 
And Clancy got his fingers onto it. Punched out of there. Baker outside the defence. Mm, it is out of bounds. Symes happy to see it out. Yeah, I can see now that uh, Matty Gray sort of plonked himself behind the footy. And uh, they're playing the loose defender now. They think that they've got a very defendable score now. Yep. Warrigal downtown and Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Probably tuning into this one. Bullen Bullen. Haven't won since 2014. Another boundary throw into come. And Harvey Norman Thaggy as well for your computer and electrical needs. A couple of players out there might need some fixing with their cramps as well. Haven't seen too many Yarragon Hotel Award winning goal of the day since the opening quarter or two. To be fair, all of the goals have been creative today. Scrambled kick forward into the 50. Twisting onto it for Bullen. Batson tried to locate a teammate. They've got all the numbers here. Blakey, in fact, it wasn't Blakey, Dawling. Able to flush it out of defence towards the wing. Bounce took a turn, giving it his all. Was Axford. And on the left, it was a brilliant effort. Kept it in bounds, but now drawing a crowd. Was another Axford in there, tapping it onto the boundary line. Baker. Hard to, hard to say who's been more important for the for the uh, Bull and Bull and Liebirds today, the Baker family or the Axford family? Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, Daniel Axford's been very, very good down back, just taking it on all the time. And Jake Baker coming back on from the interchange now. Boundary throw in on the 50 for the Liebirds. McCallum trying to use the momentum to push it on. Engulfed by the tackle. Can. Another ball up. Bullen just trying to create stoppage after stoppage now, starting to waste time. Niram really need to try and clear this contest and move the footy fast if there's any chance of winning. 9-9 nine, nine to 5-4. Nearly 18 minutes in on your Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Find your perfect dupe today. Another strong tackle. Cody Wilson. It's been big today. If it is in a losing side, it will have been a valiant effort from the blue-booted number nine from Niram South. Ball sent skyward. Big jump again from Guy, but McCallum stood strong. There is Wilson clearing it. Axford running back with the flight. Yuri didn't pay him any mind. Ball gone out of bounds. I've seen a few of those premature jumps from Guy today. It just hasn't got the timing right. He's clearly got a pair of springs yeah. on him, but yeah. uh, he does tend to jump early. Yeah, I guess he's just trying to neutralise uh, Bobby and trying to put him off his, his sort of tap work. Whether he wins the tap or not, it's just more so about Bobby not getting the tap. Yeah. Uh, Baker once again clearing it. That's Trent Baker. It only goes as far as Johnston. Gives it off to Muir, who sends it up the wing. Oh. Kick that sort of bamboozled everybody. <laughs> Gray goes, well, every, everybody went for the hip and shoulder rather than the ball. Yuri collects it. Yeah. And free kick's going the way of Niram, but they're going to have to move fast because Gray's already back. Bambridge's not even looking at the ball. Sitting yeah. in a hole. Stringer's got to do something. He's got options short. He's got Yuri. But Herbal's already gone to him. So he goes to the boundary line. He's looking for Guy. Guy can't get to it. Jake Baker's there. That's going to go out of bounds. And our friends at the Harvey Norman, Wonthaggy and the Warrigal Downtowner helping you out with our broadcast today on SEN Track 91.9 around Gippsland. It is the grand final and Bullen Bullen currently in front by 29 points in this 20th minute of the day. We're at Yarrigan and it is stunning. Players converge. Guy wins the tap. Can't get anyone clean possession. Wilson, he's tackled. Morrow, he does a tackle. Umpire blows the whistle and throw it up again. We're about 30 metres out. Slight angle from the Cats goal. 
Looking for retribution, the Lyrebirds. They've prospered all year, waiting for this moment. And it will be bittersweet if it is against the Cats, another victory. Ball comes through hands. Bambridge chasing after it. Clancy there too, but well done. Batson just tapping it towards the boundary line. And we'll have another throw in. A bit closer to Neerham's goal, as it may be out of the realms of possibility now. Yeah, both defences have been really good all day. Um, just surprising with Matty Edwards back on the ground, how easily Bull and Bullen were able to score. So, very good. Baker, how Again. prominent has he been today? And loops a little possession into another Baker's hands. And then Axford through the middle with a probing punch forward. Keeping it in front of himself now. The forward is at Rundle. Almost lost his footing. Now picks it back up. Speeds past the opponent. It was a big lunge. Maybe a trip. Oh, oh, Not called for. It was Dawling's <sighs> effort. Well rewarded because Morrow has got his hands on the footy. In the back half and through the centre. Wilson knows there's no time to waste. As it slowly dissolves, Bambridge flipped around in the contest and then gave up on the chase. Out to the wing, Aiden Ram bursting towards it. Symes, though, got the better of him. Progressing forward into the 50. Hand pass over the top. Just need time to settle. And a shot at goal will drop short. Plenty of numbers here for the Cats. Blakey waited nearly too long because the pressure came from every angle. Stays in play. Coming up to it, Morrow got past his opponents. And now the barricade awaits of Bull and Bullen's defence. Bain braced for contact. Fuller looked for him again. Bain now sprints towards it. Matthew Gray, the big fella, kept his feet. And that was barely 15, but it's Chris Urie who's taken the mark. I think they're running out of time now. Yep. Plays on. Has a shot at goal and misses. The wind did not do anything there. Uh. It's probably a, a free kick for free kick situation yeah. back there with Rundle getting uh, slammed into the turf and then yeah, Bambridge yeah. getting pushed uh, outside the marking contest. Just Went. an evener. Yeah, just <laughs> even it out. 22 minutes in. 9 for 9 to 5-5. Five, five. 28 points the margin on your Berwick Motor Group scoreboard. Find your perfect duke today. As they sit in the back pocket here, the Lyrebirds, as complacent as ever. Nothing else you'd really like to do but waste some time and the mark... For Herbal, who we haven't seen too much of today, but probably a better thing considering his role. Yep, they're just going to slow it down, try and just choose some time off the clock, be safe, no risks. Well, there's plenty of wind. Falls into the hands of Dylan Can in the pocket. Comes back to Allen. Allen's got it in the goal square. Nice little short kick. Here's Nabilius working hard to get back and provide some options in defence. Nabilius, also a night short kick. No, instead of going the short option, goes to find Beecroft, but that's spoiled out of bounds. Well on Yuri coming across. Beecroft not able to do much there, but they get what they want, which is another boundary throw in. Outside, forward 50 for the Cats. And the ball will be tossed in. Looks like it's going to be Gray and Guy. Guy. Guy once again gives him a bit of space, tries to get over the top, and here's Wilson. Smothered. Recollect. Tackle by Herbal. High tackle by Herbal. He just Wilson. won't give up all day, Cody. He'll just keep going to the very end. Yeah. Uh, he's absolutely killing it. He's going to send it inside forward 50 again. Morrow wanted it running past. Wilson ignored him. And he's going to go deep looking for Bambridge once again. Bambridge can't hold on. It bounces towards the boundary lane. They'd love it to go out of bounds, but instead here's Allen cleaning up once again. But he's kicked it straight to Guy, who's marked it outside forward 50. Guy goes in. That's a bad kick. 
Scrabby kick. Here's Baker, Baker getting another possession. He goes inside to Symes, but that's a terrible bounce. Comes to Muir. Muir sends it inside forward 50, but there is the coach of the SEN Gippsland team of the season, Bob McCallum, the big 44, floating back into the hole. And Hayes, it looks like we have a player yeah, down. Axford, Axford down and cramping after a big day defending Bambridge. Bring him out the pickle juice. That's it. Batson and Aiden Ram flying at it. Ram with a good spoil, and that's gone out of bounds just outside forward 50 for the Cats. A lot of tired bodies out there now. You can see a few guys on their haunches, but there might only be a minute or so left. I think Bull and Bullen have wrapped this one up. 28 points, the margin. Beaten by one point in last year's grand final. Sorry, Campbell's actually been off most of this quarter, so they've probably been an intentional move to uh, take Campbell off and really play a more mobile running game in this last quarter to try and run the Cats off their feet. Well, Seems to have worked. Prolonged stoppage here. You know, no one in Bull and Bullen's forward half. Their day to celebrate the Liebirds coming up shortly. You'd think the siren. Nobelius getting some territory. And the other way, the Cats. Maybe a late consolation goal. Up in the air. Yuri, Bain, spun through the tackle. Got the handball out, and from a standing start, it's towards goal. It's Wilson. In a year where only one side had good fortune over them, the Liebirds have achieved the ultimate goal to become the apex of the Allenbank Football League. And Bullen Bullen is the name stored in history for season 2023, triumphing by 22 points. 9-9-63 to 6-5-41. Yep, fantastic win from the Liebirds. We're going to come back with the SJD Law post-game show and all the celebrations, hopefully a chat to some of the Bullen players, hopefully with Jack Hazenong as well. We'll see if he wants <laughs> to hang around, but nevertheless, we'll go to a break and we'll be back on SCN 91.9 around Gippsland. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Peter's the ball goes up. Marco Coolis will be starting in the ruck up against Gray. Beautiful bounce to start off our grand final. The umpire lets it play even though it went a bit off. Out of the contest for Ball and Ball and Baker. Center and kick off the ground. Oh, it's home. Reese Campbell. If that's not already uh, Yarrigan goal of the day, uh, <laughs> Yarrigan Hotel goal of the day, I don't know what will. That'll be hard to top. That was a half was volley. Half volley out of the air. Full purchase. On the full left. power. Smacked it home <laughs> with the left. Coolis held back in the ruck. McCallum took it out of the ruck himself and kicked their seconds. There you go. The big boys are doing it today, aren't they? That's Bobby. where Nearham South need to uh, sort of be aware of it and lock that down because they're doing the job. So Trent Baker already kicked two goals here, Bull and Born, in the opening quarter. Been here since 2017, over 350 games. <laughs> All that experience injected into that kick. They have three. The Liebirds are on fire. There's the sign. 
beginning of the second quarter. Here we go. Gray to do battle with Coolis up in the air. It heads the Cats way. See, it's a long kick all the way home. There's the Cats burst. Desperately needed. And Lockie Bambridge gets them on the board. 55-metre bomb, wasn't it? Yeah, you can, you can pencil him in every single week. He just doesn't miss his kid. Nice high kick. He's going to let the wind do the work there. It's oh. going and he celebrates. Another goal. Two goals in two minutes to the Cats. And they're right back in this. Couple hot minutes for Bambridge. That'll give him a lot of confidence going through the day. I accidentally already marked it in before it kicked it. So <laughs> I'll take some credit there. Dragged it in. Clancy over the top. Morrow edging closer and closer. He launches towards go. goal. Three in a row in quick succession for the Cats. Right, he goes quick, runs around, sends it to the square. Sure. McCallum flies, oh. Gray two. Has he taken the mark? Gray. Gray's taking the mark. There were three <laughs> near him defenders and Gray flew over all of them to mark. He's going to be taking a very tight shot. The umpire is pulling him all the way around to the pocket. And near him defenders can't believe it. Matty Edwards is yelling at his various teammates. Nabilius comes in, he's going to kick from 30. That is dead straight. The reply from the Lyrebirds. Margin out to eight points. Great team goal from Bullen Bullen. It's gone through hands. Here comes Baker. Wheels around onto the left. Oh. Here's Gray. Now he's out of space. There was no one near him. Edwards let him go. He started running back towards goal because he thought Baker was going to go for it. And Edwards, who's probably still seeing those little cartoon birds flying around, can now line up from goal 30 metres out. Comes in from 30 and he's pulled that one. Is the wind going to bring it back? Nah. Umpire says goal. Umpire says goal. Looks like it had gone over the, over the post, but umpire's caught it. He's got the best seat in the house. And Matty Gray has another one on the board. Yeah, geez, it didn't, didn't look like a goal from here, but <laughs> I'll take his word for it. And now Wilson from outside 50 can load up. And he strikes it true. Yeah, got to reward that one tomorrow. Just that courageousness to take that mark. Uh, that really set that one up for Cody to just walk in and kick an absolute pearler. And there's the siren for halftime. Six points the margin. Bullen Bullen on top. And Yerim South came back in that second quarter. Out the back is Baker. Full He's race. got space. Charles gave him a bit of space. He picks it up. He steps left. Puts it on the snap. Johnson well is done. on the goal square. Game saving. Pardon me, goal saving. Well, maybe game saving in this Could tight be. match. Johnson just left the contest and ran back towards goals. We'll see if the fourth quarter will be different to that. Here we go. The bounce of the ball in the centre. Marked on the 50 by Kinder and it's 50 metres. Oh, he played for that one and a half. I think it's actually Blakey. He it, just went down is, like yep. a sack of potatoes. Very smart player. It's Jack Blakey. The perfect start to this final quarter. And he can come home and bash it through for a near and south goal. Here the Cats come. Yeah, Bullen Bullen can't just play it safe now. They definitely know that they don't have a defendable score now. They're going to have to take it on and try and score into the win now. On McCallum. Tap to Baker. Baker sends it to his brother. There's a mark in the pocket. Baker goes from the pocket. No. And he's nailed it. Jake Baker, the most unlikely of goals against the run of play. And Bullen extend the lead to two goals in this grand final. Fortune favour the Lyrebirds in the replay. It's looking likely at this point. Reese Campbell gives them their largest lead of the game. Well, he's going to be kicking from 45. Slight angle. Wind will bring it right. He wheels onto the right. That looks straight. It's coming now back, it's but it's through. What a half from Jake Baker. Hayden Baker, a premiership player, looking for the knockout blow. 
four haymakers in a row for the Lyrebirds. In a year where only one side had good fortune over them, the Lyrebirds have achieved the ultimate goal to become the apex of the Allenbank Football League. And Bullen Bullen is the name stored in history for season 2023, triumphing by 22 points. 9-9-63 to 6-5-41. SEN track in Gippsland is where you are for the grand final of the Ellenbanker District Football Netball League. Bullen Bullen Lyrebirds, for the first time in many moons, have triumphed. 9-9-63 over Nearham South Cats. 6-5-41, 22 points the margin. And we're going to take you straight to the medal presentation.
We heard the main part, which is that the player, the player of the day was Bull and Bullens number 13 and monster human Matty Gray, who's had a fantastic day. Intercept marks, marks inside forward 50, goals, goal involvements, score involvements. He was fantastic today, wasn't he, Hazy? Yeah, he's just a, the evergreen man, isn't he? He just never ages. He, um, he's just as impactful as he was five years ago, and he's... What, I think he's 36, 37 years old now, and yeah, he was incredible today. Hard to stop. Certainly hard to stop, especially uh, Bobby McCallan probably could have put himself in a lot of those roles, but he delegated it, really important jobs, to Matty Gray, and of course Gray wasn't the only player in the Bullen team. We did think uh, one of the uh, one of the accidents, uh, Dylan Can there, just playing up to the crowd, and there is certainly still a crowd here at Yarragon as they celebrate the Bullen win by 22 points on our Barrick Motor Group scoreboard. Monty uh, also could have, I reckon Trent Baker probably was in with, a, in with a chance as well. All the Bakers were, if we're All being honest. Yeah, that's true. Jake Baker, Trent Baker, Hayden Baker. Hayden Baker's been such a prolific goal kicker. Pierre Humbert going up to get his medal there. A couple of chance. So, I mean, if you look at every single player today for Bullen, they all played their role. They all did what they had to do. That Sure, there were some standouts, but you can never really undermine any of their efforts today because a premiership side isn't one person. It's not an individual. It's a whole side, and I'm sure Hazy will agree. You need efforts from every single player, and whether or not they had one touch, whether they had 30 touches, I'm sure they'll be recognised in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah, you're probably spot on there. I was um, listening to Bobby talk um, at the president's lunch before the game, and he, he made note of the fact that in the, uh, the league vote count they had, the maximum vote-getter for their team was about 15 votes, but they had a good spread of uh, five or six guys that were getting around that amount. So just shows that they're not, you know, sort of one-trick ponies and they're just a, a well-balanced side the whole way across the park. But, yeah, again, I thought Jake Baker was um, incredibly impactful, especially... Uh, in that last quarter, but yeah, over the course of the whole day, I think Matty Gray was the most consistent for Bullen Bullen. It's, it's interesting how we look at it, because sure, there was a breeze for, or what we think was a three-goal breeze or so, before three-quarter time, and they had played to it, and then in the fourth quarter, when Blakey was given the 50-metre penalty, brought it back to a single goal. Mm. From there, Bullen piled on four straight, 
and then obviously the Ashley Lockett goal as the siren blew. Baker, Jake Baker kicked two of those, Hayden with one, Reese Campbell with another. What sort of, I guess, hazy in your sense, if you're in that position there, six points, you can't really debrief during the game, your backs are against the wall because of the breeze, but you do have a winning margin. How does that momentum switch in an instant? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, and that's that's a credit to all the players on the team as one because it, it doesn't just take one player that can change the game in that sense. So after Blakey kicked that goal, they're sunk and they're, they're upset, and then straight away they've just got to switch, switch their thinking and say, right, we don't have a defendable score. We need to attack, and that's what they did. They backed themselves in, and they are the best team in the competition for a reason, and they proved it today. Well, I hope you have joined us as they will now hold up the trophy. <laughs> trophy aloft, celebrations ensue, cans in hands. Perfect way to celebrate a victory as Nearham South can only walk away in despair. A brilliant effort by the Cats, but Bull and Bourne are just the sovereigns of this competition. We still have some time today. We have another half now. We will hope to speak to Matthew Gray, the medalist, along with potentially a couple of others who I think would be more than happy than other ones. I'm sure to Bobby speak will to have, us. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby will, will come, come have a chat. But we do have to give. A major thank you to Hazy for joining us today. It was a late call-up, but I hope you've enjoyed yourself. You've done a tremendous job all day. Oh, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Happy to, happy to help. And, yeah, it was something different, but, <laughs> no, did thoroughly enjoy it, even though I was a bit nervous at the start. So. <laughs> well, we'll probably see you next year. Hopefully see you next year. And maybe with a new coach in tow over at Poo yes. Wong as uh, Rob Guntrell is moving. He's moving north. He's, he's uh, moving to try and uh, have some warmer weather, I think. Yeah, that's it. He, um, yeah. Warmer than this? this yeah, warmer perfect. than this, yeah. No, yeah. Most of his kids moved up. Their family comes first. He's moved up. So um, hopefully we'll be able to introduce you to the new coach pretty early next year. Well, we'd love for Hazy to stick around with us. We'll get some interviews, hopefully, from these boys who are very rowdy at the moment. I think we'll take a quick break here on SEN Track, and we'll come up with the post-game interviews. It's Bull and Bull and by 22 points over Nearham South, 9-9-63 to 6 5 41. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League Match of the Day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League Match of the Day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro. SEN track 91.9 around Gippsland. The Blybirds are about to sing their song, but they're waiting on Wall and Rundell. 
And we take you there now as they enter the rooms. Sam Batson just holding everybody up. <laughs> Get in there, Sammy. Liebirds, 22-point victors here on your Ellenbangan District Football Netball League match of the day, 91.9 around Gippsland. Robbie Goodwin here with you. Dylan Beaumont will be up momentarily. Still have about a half hour before we come out. We're, uh, we're going to be hopefully talking to Bobby McCallum, had a chat to him, who's going to be keen to come up and have a chat and no doubt revel in the glory of a grand final win. Hopefully also Maddie Gray, who was the winner of the best on today and most appropriately so. As Modi comes up, we've still got Jack Hazendonk here. Hazy, what do now for Neerham? I mean, you can look back and say, OK, how did they lose the game? Is that something that is going to stop them winning a grand final next year? Are there any holes that need to be filled that is why they lost this grand final? Or is it really just one of those things where they didn't necessarily perform on the day and they can just keep going and really have another shot next year? Um, I probably think it's just a couple of things. Like, um, they've obviously struggled with a few injuries throughout the year. So they've sort of never had that, that fluency and team morale of everyone playing together for a long period of time. But you look at their juniors and they're, um, they're very strong. They're in the under-18s grand final. They're in the under-16s grand final. So I don't think there's much to worry about for Nearham South. They're going to be up, up the top of the table for a lot of years to come. Could barely hear myself think down there. <laughs> Very loud. Well, we did. We thought they were going to go. They actually came in with extremely good timing as we came out of the break. But then uh, Brendan Wall and Riley Rundle were out and about having a chat to family. They got them in, and then Sammy Batson was still having a chat to family. So they eventually pulled him in. But uh, pretty loud down there, isn't it, Dill? Yeah, it is. I almost got crushed a couple of times, <laughs> but it's all right. We made it out alive, and it was very good to see them in happy spirits. Huge win. Well, Niram, as Hazy said, had a pretty decent game they were good around the contest they moved the ball forward when they needed to although there were patches where they really struggled to get past people like Maddie Gray just sitting there on the wing but when they did get a pass when they moved it forward they scored readily and I think 22 points is probably about the right margin don't you think Hazy? Yeah in the end I think it was obviously uh, Bullen Bullen missed out in that third quarter but they were definitely the better team mm. throughout throughout the course of the day so I think that it, yeah the 22 margin 22-point margin is definitely reasonable. Um, in the end, it just seems it was the, the fresher legs. 
having the five weeks off was a bit of a worry, I thought. But <laughs> um, of one one game in five weeks yeah. as such. But yeah, I thought Neerham having, I guess the, they were the informed side in the um, in the competition. Just moseying on through the last three challenges they had. Might have been, yeah, too, too much of a break for Bullen, but obviously the fresh legs on a hot day ended up getting them over the line. Do you think uh, they looked a bit one note today going to Bainbridge without Tommy Kroll there? Yeah, I guess it hurts your setups and that sort of thing, but they do have other options, you know. If Bainbridge doesn't get you, usually a Yuri will, or if Yuri doesn't get you, Kinder will. They've got those avenues to goal, but it just seemed that they all sort of failed on the same day. Well, we may as well have a look around the grounds. There is some VFL happening. There's some AFLW happening. But in the West Gippilag League, where our compatriots on SEN track, Wiz, I think his box uh, is sinks, uh, sinks in, the, in the broadcast. Yeah, they all are. They're all there, Sammy Watson. They're all getting around the West Gippy League. We have a final score. And once again, Phillip Island falling over. Inverloch, 10-15-75. 35-point winners. Over Phillip Island, 6-4-40. Yeah, give us a bit of the history there. You know the West Gippy League a bit more than we do. Phillip Island, once again, falling short. Well, 2017 was when it was officially all branded together, the, the West Gippsland League, and Inverloch won that year, the inaugural year, 2017. So this is their second flag in the last seven years. Turidan have also won Phillip Island as well. There's one other side in there who I can't quite remember. But I think that was... Bound to happen today. Inverloch Conglac have been the, so- the side to beat all year. One loss in the semi-final. It was 81 to 81 point game. That was a Nana Goon. Cougar up 35 point winners, and they really did it from the very beginning. They held Phillip Island to zero at quarter time, eight at half time, and then from there they just held their distance as Bull and Bull were doing in the last quarter. So I think Phillip Island are still in a good spot, and two. Obviously, they would have loved to have won one of the last two, but to play in back-to-back grand finals is still a positive for their future. I know Turret and Dalmore didn't make it. They were out in the elimination final. And Goody, I think we need to hold on for a moment because oh, the coach is. is here with the medal around his neck and he's also reeled in the medalist, Matty Gray. Bobby, well done. Another flag to your name. We were, we were listening to you in the, the lunch before the game, the Premier's lunch. You told us how you had three for Druin, but now you've got one for Bull and Bull and finally. Yeah, well, that was it was actually two grand finals, but no premierships for Druin. For Druin? Yeah, okay. so there was, was five grand final appearances, plus um, all those junior ones, but this is my second premiership. Right, okay. Well, how, were you happy with your performance? I know we don't really talk about individually because you've just... Won the grand final, to be but honest, not at all. Yeah, well, we didn't see any bounces from you, so you no, must have been no, down no. there. So you learn as you go along. <laughs> you this age. Well, I was down there just a moment ago. What an atmosphere! Yeah, I mean, you had to so wait for Riley and a couple of uh, Riley Rundle and uh, Brendan Wall were out there, and then Sammy Batson was <laughs> holding everybody up as well. But oh, look, you'll wait for moments like that. Oh, yeah, there's a fair crowd to get through, but uh, as you say, we'll wait for it. <laughs> so, uh, we did note in the last quarter there were a couple of little tactical things. Notice that Reese Campbell spent a lot of time on the bench in the last quarter, and you really worked on getting that pace. The Baker's just running through. Uh, Rundle was actually really well held by Dawling, we thought, through the day, but still was dangerous in their last quarter, always pushing. Was that something you came into the last quarter going, OK, we've got the legs, we can really put a, pull a fast one here? Yeah, different to the first couple of quarters. We felt like we, um, we had all our numbers behind the ball, but didn't actually run the footy past the centre line. Um, we've spoke about that all year, getting the ball past the centre and, and giving our bigger blokes and our smalls um, uh, better targets by going along into that, into that space. 
Um, but in the first couple of quarters, we sort of didn't have that run from behind. So we really made a concerted effort to to generate that run so we could get deeper entries. And, and the boys, you know, four or five goals in that last quarter, whatever it was, yeah. Well, that I mean, that last quarter, we were talking on air about the effect of the wind. We didn't think the wind would be that effective because it was mostly going across the ground through the majority of the game. Yep. But even so, first quarter, you guys scored really well. Neerham came back in the second. Third, you guys were up there. Couldn't quite, couldn't quite get it through the big yeah. sticks, but six behinds, still attacking, attacking, attacking. And we were fully expecting in that last quarter, Neerham to come back. Was that something you talked about at three-quarter time? Or did you just say, you know what, let's just attack anyway. Let's not play defensive. Or, and it just went your way. Yeah, look, I, we identified at three-quarter time that although we had the wind in that third quarter, we felt like it was our contested ball and, and just our willingness to hunt that kept us in that game. And we made sure that we, um, we actually shut the wind out. We didn't want to concentrate too much on it because um, we knew we sort of weren't going with it in that fourth quarter. But uh, as I said, it, it was mainly a hunt that kept us in that contest and, and we didn't feel like the wind had much to do with it. What's the plan tonight? Honestly, just <laughs> whatever happens, happens. <laughs> what time are the kids uh, and the missus going home? Um, I think they're going to drive my car home and then I'll see them on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Arrogant the Hotel... The good, yeah. yeah. The Arrogant Hotel will definitely have a few spendings tonight. Plenty of award winners out there from all teams. Obviously, we've got Hazy alongside us today. He's been on the end of a couple of... Well, games on your end of defeating them because you've been the sovereigns of the competition one lost to your name do you look back and think oh I wish we beat the Allen Bank side so we could have an 18 in our year or are you just ah, oh, look, as it is right now I couldn't care less yeah. but, um, that was one that we identified that you know being the conditions that it was yeah. we moved on very quickly and um, it was hard to take much from that game apart from the way we finish um, that was probably the most important part yeah. But we tried to really learn from every, every game that we had and um, you know, tick little boxes along the way. Because um, when you, you're playing against some bottom sides, you're winning by 100 points some weeks and then you might have a run where you're being tested by the, the Allen Banks and those types. Um, so you've got to really try your best to take something out of every game. Well, you're probably sick of talking to us every week because you win so often, but thanks for joining us today. I'm sure Goody's got one last. Because oh, well, I was actually going to ask if you've had any pickle juice today. Did you? I saw the box there. A few people, there was a few going around. Yeah. You, have you, how many have you had? Oh, I had one at, uh, in the fourth. I'd had two <laughs> rubs prior to that. I'd had a, a Gatorade. None of them worked. None of them were still None cramped? Worked, still yeah. end up cramping? Well, we haven't, I haven't played. We've played one game in four weeks. Yeah. And in my eyes, that's not good. <laughs> well, I will ask the trademark last question. Who's somebody that's going to go unheralded tonight? Oh, actually, you know, before I get to that, how's Brendan Wall's, uh, how's Wally's shoulder? Uh, he's in a sling, yeah. which is not uncommon for Wally, so <laughs> he won't mind. He did have very heavy on. strapping on both anyway. Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. yeah he, t he talks about... Um, some sort of anatomical thing with his shoulders that just don't serve him well. So, yeah, he'll be fine. One of those, every, every club has their player that uses up the, the entire budget of yes, strapping tape halfway it. through the season. Yeah, him and Trent Baker. There's Wally. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, who's a player that's probably going to go unheralded through you know, over the, until uh, Tuesday, perhaps, yeah. but you thought had an absolute ripper game today was really important? Oh, look, I thought 17-year-old Dan Axford played a blinder. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's 21 years difference between me, Matt, and, um, and Dan. Uh, we first started our careers and he wasn't even thought of at that stage. So those are little special things you sort of come out of grand finals that not many people know about. And, um, yeah, he had a blinder, absolute blinder for a 17-year-old. Well, you've got all your born-born support slash fans staring up at you knowing that you've been victorious today in a 22-point week. Max, for joining us, Bobby. Thanks, boys. Enjoy the off-season and we'll give the cans over to the best on ground.
Matty Gray, he was enormous today for the Lyrebirds in a 22-point victory. Quite literally enormous still. He's a large man, and uh, that was a major part of why you got the medal today, I reckon, Matty. The number of intercept marks you had just sitting out on the wing. They kept kicking it to you, sending it back into the forward 50. Uh, you got to love when you don't have to run to get the ball, don't you? Yeah, do I get points for that? Um, <laughs> or the, were they just silly to kick it to me? Yeah. Well, you yeah. get points. I, we'll I, I assume you give you points, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's it's good uh, good positional play, I think it's called, yeah. Yeah, no, no worries. And we, you know, we talked about that during the week that we didn't want me too deep off the backside of the contest, you know, so we only just a kick behind the contest and, look, it paid off, took a few marks there, but... Um, I'd like to think that that's for you know pressure at the contest. It's forcing that long kick. Mm. You know, yeah, it's great for me to take the mark, but you know that's an outcome from you know a set play that we're working on. So, um, sorry about that. I'll just cut you <laughs> off. Is this Premiership number two? Yeah. So uh, 2014, um, the year I come back from Warrigal to Bourne. Yeah. Um, yeah, we won 2014, and then yeah, nine years it took to get another one. So you know, it's um, they're few and far between. Pretty special. Yeah. People do, yeah. People take them for granted. Uh, when you're young, it just sort of happens. And, and Bobby actually spoke about that at the President's Lunch, how, you know, made a couple of, made a couple of grand finals and they came thick and fast and then it suddenly dried up a little bit. Uh, but it's, there's something poignant about sort of right at the start of you being back at Bullen. It's been a number of years. Now you've gotten one again and you've gotten the best on. Is there some sort of, in your mind, some sort of evolution there? Or is it just going along for the ride and you have to pick up a good bunch of players this year oh well no look obviously but losing by a point last year hurt a lot you know so we've been building for you know two years to get to this point so and that's it does it takes a long time you can't just throw a bunch of players together and expect them to win a grand final you know it's not that simple but um i said to the um to our team during the week you know like i'm nearly played 350 games of senior footy and i've warmed up for the grand final four times. Right. You know, so they're so few and far between and you just got to take your opportunities when you get them. And like we had a few players that you mentioned before played out of their skin. I thought Jake Baker was just super. Um, you know, around the contest, he's ducking and weaving and, you know, he didn't get caught. Um, thought he was great. I thought Rocket was unreal. Riley Rundle was unreal. Um, you know, Dan Axford was great, providing a heap of run and carry out wide. So, you know, that was obviously our idea to get the footy on, on mm. the outside. We know near him very good ball users um, so the idea was to try and suffocate them force them into a long kick um, you know which it worked at times and then we get, get our opportunity you know shift the defence and uh, get it out wide and we got into the runner's hands and it worked so yeah so I've got uh, one question for you Matty obviously playing in the competition with you for a long time and what's that been six years or so now and it just looks like you just don't drop off no matter how, how old are you now 38 38 38 he yeah. just never seems to drop the pace. Mm. He just continues to just be Matty Gray, you know. Yeah. So my question to you was obviously um, we seen last year with Chris Urie getting that fair, fairy tale ending and getting that best on ground just like you um, and then deciding to play on again. Uh, where do you see yourself next year? Do you think that you're going to pull the pin or do you think you'll go around again being so influential? Um, all right, look, I love playing. So, you know, you, you, you don't want to say you're done. Like, I think... But it's inevitable it's going to happen at some point. You know, um, yeah, look, I'll just, we'll just play it by ear and see. Um, yeah, we'll play it by ear and see how, how it turns out the next couple of months. But, like, in real terms, I'm never going to be a player that, you know, holds a young kid out or, you know, mm. if there's an up and coming. We've got a couple of really good tools in the under 18s at the moment, you know. And if I've played 20 years of senior footy, well, it's my turn to step aside and, 
you know, let them have a go. So um, it's not a yes, it's not a no. It's just, look, I'm really content that we got it done today and yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next couple of months. Now, talking about today's performance, because we haven't actually talked about you running around that much. First of all, you, uh, do you have any of the pickle juice? Were you Powerade pickle juice today? Nah. No, you're good? No, I'm not into that stuff. You're we've, got, we've got blokes who put salt in their socks. <laughs> I'll just have a couple of bananas and drink lots of water. Here's like, one. Look, pickle juice, what is that? Here's Rubbish. one for you. I heard the other day of someone else I know. Someone in their team brushes their teeth as they're about to run out before oh, yeah. every game. How, how do you say that? That was. I'll say that. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was actually on the... Um, that was on the finals thing as well. Uh, Trent Cotchin, that happened to Trent Cotchin. <laughs> really? Yeah, before the 2018, 2019 grand final, I think, uh, he just suddenly found the need to brush his teeth. And nobody <laughs> had any to- toothbrush or toothpaste, but he, like, had to do it. Just one of those weird ticks. Do you have any superstitions, Matty, at all? No, not really. I've got a, got a pair of jocks that I like to wear every week, but... Yeah. yeah. No, Same, nothing did, really. did you wash them in between? Oh, or? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Well, I don't, but okay. you wipe them. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it just gets washed. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Throw the humbleness out the window for a moment. How happy are you with your performance today? Um, it's, it's weird. Like you, you, if you play well, you don't need to be told you played well. Mm. I, I'm comfortable with it. I mean, I stuffed up a couple of things early. But everyone does. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm happy. Like, yeah, but not over the moon. Like, <laughs> it just is what it is. Like, um, I reckon that medal could have gone to three or four different players. You know, I'm just stoked to be part of it. Yeah. Well, Do um, when when you when you're lining up for the rock and you see. Uh, guy, lucky guy, coming at yeah. you. Do you assume that he's going to sit on your head as you run up, or do you do you just think, oh, it's a fifty-fifty here? No, I actually, think he's going to jump over me. Yeah, he's going to yeah. jump over you. Yeah. He, he did. I think he did a couple of times. Yeah. Like I'm actually really envious because I used to be able to jump like that. <laughs> yeah. I, like I try and jump and can't get off the ground anymore. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm sort of surprised that he didn't. Uh, he wasn't a bit gun shy deal because if you remember last week, the Ellenbank game. Uh, I think in the fourth quarter, he he did the same thing. I think he tried to sit on Olsen's head mm. and ended up landing on his head. He, yeah. he sort of tabletopped yeah. and then went straight into the turn. But, oh, look, he's got a, he's got a, a, a good leap on him. But it, they've got a good partnership, him and Marco Coors. Oh, yeah. The two of them, was that... Did you think, oh, okay, uh, uh, Bob, Bobby and I are going to have to tag team here specific to who was going to go up against you? Or was it just time thing and then you just adapted to whoever was coming up? Oh, look, I think we've just been really fortunate over the last couple of years to have two experienced ruckmen. So, like, you know that whoever's in there is going to compete, you mm. know? So, you know, it's never going to be a... Um, you're never going to get, you know, overly defeated in the ruck. But, um, you know, we'll always compete. So we just take a 50-50 and see how it goes. Um, we didn't put too much time into the ruck consideration. We knew you'd have to bash and crash a bit more against Marco. And, you know, you knew Lockheed jumps off. So you, we just sort of worked it out. Well, a couple of last-minute things before we let you go and celebrate with the team. Of course, our post-game coverage for SJD Law for professional legal advice and assistance. This is usually the goal of the day for the Yarragon Hotel. Book today at yarraganhotel.com.au. But for your medal performance and your efforts, we're going to give that to you. So, well done. We'll just say, he kicked goal too. He so. did kick well, a goal, we'll, we'll so give we'll it, give we'll it for that. Yeah, but yeah. I thought we'd acknowledge holistically everything put into it. Goody's just going to take a quick photo of you for the socials with the award in hand. And the last question that we have for you is, how do you celebrate tonight? Bobby seemed like he was implying he'd go hard. Oh, we don't know. He's, his mum's driving. I think it's mum. His partner's, his partner's driving, driving the, the car home. What about you? 
Um, well, I've got to start in the mid-strength because if I have heavy beer, I, I won't pull up well until Wednesday. So that's, <laughs> that's the happened. idea, There's nothing else to train for, plan yeah. for. No. That's uh, the season. No, you know, uh, Dale Brew actually said to me in 2014, he just sat back and enjoyed the atmosphere. And I was thought to myself, that's a pretty good take. Mm. I, um, I didn't do that in 2014, you know, enjoyed myself and partied pretty hard. But... I might do that tonight. I think I'll just have a few quiet beers and enjoy it with the team and yeah. just try and soak it up. Yeah. Well, feel free to uh, go back into rooms and send up whoever you like. We, yeah, we okay. still have about uh, 10, 15 minutes or so. So do you, if you just want to pick one of your teammates, send them up here. We'll chat to them. Yeah. Uh, either way, you thank can, you very much for joining us, Matty Gray. You can spend that tonight at the Arrogant Hotel. I'm no sure worries. you'll be there. Thanks, Thanks much, Matty. Cheers. Matt Gray from the Bull and Liar Birds. We'll get Hazy back on. As we continue to break down this grand final win by the Bull and Bull and Liebirds, first in many years, may as well just have a quick look around the grounds in the AFLW. A few different results. Uh, Melbourne, once again, big winners over the Bulldogs. They are putting together some sort of season. We, uh, we got GWS going down to Richmond yesterday and the Tigers bouncing back from a big loss the week before with a solid 19-point uh, win. The Crows beating Essendon by, oh boy, wowee, 57 points at Adelaide. And same story, but a little bit shorter, 42 points. Melbourne beating the Doggies. And the Frio uh, Hawthorne game has just started. Frio already up, 13-0. The Hawks yet to score. Uh, I'd love to see the AFLW going strong. I think round, is this round, round three. Yeah, round three. Round three now. And, uh, and hopefully, Hayes, you may be able to talk, to, to talk a little bit about this because growing up in the city, uh, you tend to have footy clubs and you don't really have netball clubs as such. We got, you know, a lot of the local footy clubs may have a, a netball team that's sort of associated with them. But for the most part, it's the footy club. And that's all it was for many years. And then I remember the time when the AFLW started and suddenly we just had an AFLW team. We had a, we had a women's team. We'd, we'd been trying to get one off the ground for a couple of years before that. Only got four or five players. AFLW started. Suddenly, we had 30-odd p- girls who wanted to come and play women's footy. It was absolutely fantastic. From a regional perspective, a lot of the regional clubs, obviously, have footy and netball parts of their club. At Poolong, for example, have you guys tried to get a, a, a women's footy team off the ground? Do you find that most of the girls around town are really more drawn to the netball than the footy? Yeah, um, I haven't really had much of a... There hasn't been any sort of talk as such from any mm. of the girls that have sort of shown that they're interested in it. I think they're pretty content with just being being netballers. But yeah, I think most. I think I've seen a few of the girls from from our competition just go into Warrigal, where it's a bit bigger town. Mm. It's easier for them to to get the numbers and and construct a team. Whereas I don't think Poowong would be able. Even if there was girls that wanted to play, I don't think we could ever get the numbers to do it. Maybe in five, ten years, mm. once it's um sort of. Um, built up a little bit more but not not as right now but nah yeah the 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 netball aflw thing is is still an interesting not a battle because again in the cities it's not quite as prevalent because you only have the social netball but out here where so many great men's footy players come from you know we we almost had uh caleb sarong here today fantastic player fantastic gippsland boy with a family deep into the long footy club uh, that is now at the top level playing with Freo, having had an absolute ripper, pretty much breakout season. Uh, again, country boy. A lot of the great players coming from the country, they're getting snapped up by netball at the moment. I mean, talking to, talking to girls, you said, of course, that they mostly 
content to be netballers. Uh, but have you talked to any girls either around town, like work-wise, just out and about, not necessarily in the footy club aspect, that are interested in playing footy? Um, probably not so much just from, the, from mature age girls uh, that have been playing netball their whole lives or whatever sport they've chosen. But I just think that a lot more, a lot more young girls are getting involved with Auskick, you know, going through, going through having that opportunity to play in uh, girls' standalone footy teams from the younger age groups instead of having to fight through playing against the boys up until under 14s yeah. or whatever yep. it is. That's probably the biggest turnaway, I think, for the girls at the minute. Once it gets that little bit more exposure and it becomes a more popular sport with the young girls coming through, I think we're going to see it might just be a footy-footy club instead of a footy netball club. Who knows? Hate to digress. I just saw a sign that said, marry me, Mitch Nobilius. I'm wondering if there was a proposal. I'm, I'm genuinely unsure. I hope there was, I'm because that to... would have been a, a poetic ending. He's over there, I'm trying to see the number four with Where his partner. He? He's facing us at the back. Oh, yes. Yeah, there he is. I'm wondering if that's real. We'll have to find that out, because that would have been a poetic ending to what has been... An extraordinary day for Bull and Bull. And there's the sign wrapped up. You can see the lady well, with the black shirt. Perhaps, perhaps a, bit more, um, a bit more likely to succeed if it is indeed his partner than the uh, Give Us Your Boots, <laughs> which seems to be all over the AFL now. Yeah. The old Give Us Your Boots. Yeah. That's, uh, have you noticed that was the thing before this year? Yep, I was standing right next to someone who clocked oh, really? Tarando's boots. <laughs> oh, I think Tarando's boots. But, yeah. Ah, Richmond players. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, who I'm pretty it. sure it's Tarando because that's what it said on the sign. And I, knew, I saw him with someone's boots. Okay. So. Well, it has been a fantastic day here at Yarragon. The sun is slowly beginning to set, but unlike the rest of the Saturdays that we've experienced today, the sun is still beautiful and still warm as the Bullen supporters stick around and celebrate. Most of the Near and South teams have gone off, but there are the odd supporters still hanging about and enjoying themselves because, look, yeah. you get to grand final day, it's still a big thing. After today's broadcast... It is Saturday Trackside with Cam Luke, David Taggart and Miles Fitzner coming up. Jack Hazendong, thank you very much for joining us today and spending all your time. Thanks, Hazen. Thanks a lot, boys. Appreciate you and having me on. Big thank you to all our sponsors, everyone who has made this possible this year. Of course. And thank you to you, Monty. Thank We've had you. a fantastic yes, year, of course. This Happy is our birthday, last broadcast. Thank you very much. 33. Yep, it's, uh, that's just the nature of it, unfortunately. But thank you very much for your time this year. And uh, I've certainly enjoyed it. Have a good one. This has been SEN Track. Live on SEN Track, Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to the Allen Bank and District Football Netball League match of the day for Warrigal Downtowner, Warrigal's best bar and bistro.